like that? That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another one. Tony Bruno. See? Give me another one. Tony Bruno. You say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper? <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno. Good afternoon, everybody. It's the first Monday of the rest of your life. It's the first Monday after the first weekend of football action, and what a mess it was. Whether you were getting drunk in the parking lots at 7 a.m., as I've been talking about for, I don't know, 50 years, whether you played an overtime tie, whether you lost an overtime, a lot of stuff happened. Hello there, it's Tony Bruno. Thank you for joining us on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live, part of our Monday doubleheaders. We will be going live now until 3 p.m. Eastern time. Normally we go 1 to 4, but on Mondays and Thursdays, because we have to skedaddle, as the, no, another underword, underused skedaddle. word. Skedaddle. God, have, I haven't heard that in forever. We have to skedaddle as soon as the show's over because we have to be live at 5 o'clock this afternoon Correct. over in New Jersey for Monday night football pregame doubleheader action. Live with Mr. Monday Night in the flesh. I will be able to kiss babies, slap backs, and if any of you six or douches want to stop by and give me more crap, uh, we'll take it outside in the parking lot. And then I'll have to beat you down. But that, uh, that shouldn't happen because I'm a friendly kind of guy. I've worn jerseys into foreign territory before when I've gone to San Francisco, when I've gone to Oakland, when I've gone to Los Angeles, when I've gone to Chicago, when I've gone to Florida. Wherever I've gone, I've worn my Philadelphia Eagles, Phillies, you name the team, jerseys. Right. Into the black hole in Oakland wearing stuff. Right, Miss Robin? Absolutely. Did I ever get into confrontations with fans? Uh, I don't think so. You know why I didn't get into confrontations is... with fans, Robin? Why? Because fans razz you when you go into another city, and then you have fun and you smile and you, you don't get into a confrontation with them. And I'm not, I'm not putting myself in the place of a big celebrity, but in San Francisco, people knew who I was. I'd go When I would go to, to the Giants games, sitting on the field, out in the outfield area overlooking McCovey Cove, uh-huh. people knew I was. I had my name on my shirt. Yes. And so they would go, hey, Tony Bruno, we hate you. You're, <laughs> but, we love, but then we love you. They would, they would say, you suck, Bruno, and then can we take a photo with yeah, you? Exactly, but, but it was all good-natured good yes. razzing. You know why? Because people weren't drunk. Uh, maybe they had a wow. couple of cocktails. And, and trust me, I like to have a cocktail or two. I like my red wine, and I like my beer. So I'm not one of these Puritans who's going to sit here and condemn people for having a couple of drinks. We drink wine on Red Wine Friday on this very program. Oh, yeah. But so over the weekend, I want to get this out of the way, and then we'll get to the football and all the other important stuff that matters. So over the weekend, well, let's go back to last Thursday. Because last night on Twitter, as I'm basically unconscious trying to watch a crappy Sunday night football game between the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we'd like to thank for participating, 
and, of course, the New England Patriots, who absolutely steamrolled them last night. I was pretty bored. You know, I spent all day getting, last couple of days, getting ready for the first weekend of the NFL, doing the pregame show yesterday at Toll Man Joe's. Shit. And then what happens? You go to the game, you watch the game, you come home, you watch the late games, the 4 o'clock games, and that luckily that Arizona game went until right till kickoff of the Sunday night game. So I didn't even have to watch any of the Sunday night build-up pregame stuff. So I'm watching the game, and it turned out to be what a lot of people thought it would be, an ugly game, hard to watch. So I make the mistake of picking up my phone and going onto Twitter to engage. And I love to engage people. You can disagree with me. It's always been my M.O. I rarely block people. But I had to do a block party last night, Robin. Not because no. I wasn't dis- because I couldn't take people disagreeing with me, because I couldn't take people who had agendas of lies, no facts, and just sheer bullshit to try to come Wait. at me. Wait, are you trying to tell me that people on Twitter don't look up facts and just make shit up? Uh, you no. know, the greatest part of Twitter is that anybody can go on there and give their opinions. The worst part of Twitter is that anybody can go on there and not just give opinions. You're entitled to your opinion. But use zero facts, zero credibility, and just use agendas or whatever is in your mind to go on there and then denounce people with bullshit lies when you have no facts to back up your bullshit lies. And then you can tell because then when people start to basically expose themselves... They bury themselves. And again, you can disagree with me all you want. One of my great uh, listeners, one of our great followers, he's the one who started the disagreement when I made a comment about this, the drunken Eagle fans and Mike Scott of the 76ers getting into a fracas or fracas or whatever you want to call it, a rhubarb, a, a Donnybrook, a brouhaha, a, scrapper. a scrap. So let me go back. For those of you who may have missed this, the last 5,000 times I've said it. Let's go back to Thursday. Way back to last Thursday. When I started discussing what part of football Sundays I don't like. And again, I never told people not to do it, not to go out. But what's my thing about games? When does a 1 o'clock start? What time do they open the parking lots? 6 a.m. It's 6, 6.30. And what starts happening immediately at that point? Well, you know, when it's that early, Tony, you got it's a little bit chilly out. you got to warm up with some alcoholic beverages. Exactly. Gotta, or it's too, it's too it's cold little... out, so you got to warm up with alcoholic <laughs> beverages. And again, drink beer, I don't care. But the problem with people who start drinking at 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning is that they tend to, by 11 or 12, because not everybody's an an angry drunk. Not everybody's drunk. But people don't know how to drink and pace themselves. And you have a lot of underage drinkers. You have a lot of people who don't do this, but because their friends do it and it's part of the thing, hey, let's go to a tailgate, and now we're going to sell T-shirts and have pizza. Good. I never knock those people. They can do whatever they want. But then when you have some people who decide, and listen, and I'll explain this, but let's go back first to Thursday. On this show, twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live, where I pretty much told you what was going to happen on Sunday at sit at the Veterans the Veterans Day, at Lincoln, Lincoln Financial Field in some parking lots with some fans. And now an athlete in Philadelphia who now is one of us. A guy who's played 27 regular season games for the 76ers is one of us, 
wearing redskin jersey into a tent, and then something goes terribly, terribly wrong. Yet because I actually criticized Mike Scott for doing the wrong thing, I therefore was then defending drunken fans who got into his face when he just happened to go through 15 different tailgates and then go to this tailgate, which was a tent that had a coffin in it. And it was a Washington Redskin faux burial. Correct. And so Mike Scott didn't like that. He was wearing Washington stuff. And the assumption by everybody is, well, Mike, everybody knows who Mike Scott is. He plays for the Sixers. He played 27 games. Well, I have the He's video. one of us. I have the video of that as well. But, first but let's, let's, go, let's go back to, let's start off last Thursday. Okay. So that we can preface all the reaction and I could bury all the cockroaches who tried to accuse me of being a white supremacist, a racist, and all the other shit people throw against the wall when they have no legitimate facts or argument to back up whatever they're trying to throw at me. People were suggesting that I was defending racists and people who, oh, by the way, with no evidence whatsoever, were claiming that that, that stupid mock funeral was being held with a Sean Taylor jersey on top of a coffin Sean Taylor, former Washington Redskin great, who died. And so the one lie is, it's a Sean Taylor jersey. And all of these bloggers who are just looking for clickbait are running with that story. Well, Mike Scott had a right to be mad. They had a Sean Taylor jersey on the, on the coffin. No, they didn't. That's the first mistake. All of you bloggers who are running out there to make sure people go to your site and, and read your inaccurate crap. And then people run with that as fact. So that's one fact that's wrong. The second thing that's been run with as absolute fact is that when you see, well, what we'll do, let's go back to Thursday first. I'm, I'm so really angry about this, not because people disagree with me, but because of the idiocy, the idiocy of people who have no business trying to purvey information as credible sources just because you have a Twitter account. Let's go back to last Thursday, kids. All known for great food. Exactly right. <laughs> what is up with that? You don't I have don't, to worry I mean, about parking tickets. They have their own lot. I know. And it's a big lot. That's they hold like huge. 200 cars. Huge. So and instead of going down to the stadium and parking in, you know, 16 miles away and then walking and stumbling back to your car after the game, and you can do that. I'm not telling you not to. Come over to Tolman, park your car in the lot, sit around 10 a.m. Yep. You don't have to start drinking at 7 a.m. Then take I don't want shuttle. people acting like fools because they started drinking at 7 a.m. and then wind up on some website somewhere on Monday for well, being a drunken moron. We would post it. <laughs> well, exactly. I repost that stuff all the time. Um, there you go. What did I say on Thursday? What did, I, did I not give a warning to the people of this city, my city? I am one of us. Mike Scott is not one of us. Mike Scott is just another athlete who comes and goes into the city. Listen, I love the guy. I love the way he plays. I love his energy. But to sit there and then claim because you're a 76er honk and you got Mike, tat, Mike Scott's tattoo on your scrotum now, or you're a chick who Mike Scott is looking at and wants to bang, God bless you. You can bang him every night you want. But to blatantly defend Mike Scott as totally innocent, that he had nothing to do with a stupid confrontation in a, in a stupid... But by the way, what did I do when I was growing up? When I was in the 1980s and the 1990s, I've done all of this kind of crazy stuff, but never to the point where there was a confrontation. I remember when I was on the morning show at WIP, 
Angelo Cataldi, Al Morgani, and I would go to Dallas every year and be in a Dallas Cowboy bar early in the morning in Plano, Texas, with a 1,000 people in the building. Right? Dallas Cowboy fans, Eagle fans don't like one another. We brought pumpkins with had, had faces of Jimmy Johnson and Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin right before a Halloween game. It was in that same area, so the Eagles were getting ready to play the Cowboys in Dallas. This is a... Uh, late 80s, early 90s, and we go to Dallas, and we get into the, we would joke about, we're going into the teeth of the, the jaws of the tiger down in Dallas. What did I do? I got up, and I got a sledgehammer, and I started smashing pumpkins long before Billy Corbin was a big deal and the smashing pumpkins. And what did the fans do? Did they come after me because I was mocking the Cowboys having fun as a pregame hype thing? No. When I had gravestones, in my, on my lawn of my home in Lower Gwinnett, Pennsylvania, the gravestones had R.I.P. Giants and the particular year, R.I.P. Cowboys. Did anybody come to my house and start attacking me because I had fun, fake tombstones commemorating the deaths of several franchises? Well, no. Thanks. You know why? Because that's good fun, and that's what you do as a fan. And, I'm, and by the way, before I just destroy all of those guys in that tent who were doing their mock funeral... That stuff happens all the time. Now, the two things that bother me about this is the, the immediate lie. Not lie. I don't even know if it's a lie. No, but you can, I watched you can it. Hear it. You can hear it on the video. Do you want to watch it? Yeah, the let's play the video. Okay. And first of all, I want you to pay attention. Now, these are a bunch of drunken guys in a tent, and they're doing a mock funeral. One guy has a long scarf around his neck, a white scarf. I guess he was pretending to be the minister uh, giving last rites to the Washington Redskins because the Redskins are a division rival. They're coming to play the Eagles, and that's how fans behave. Again, I'm not condoning it, but there's nothing wrong with doing that. That's what fans do. But here's the problem. Mike Scott is now seen coming into that tent, grabbing the white scarf off one guy. This is all I see. I wasn't there. I didn't hear it. But I listened carefully, and I watched this over and over again. So for all the people who immediately want to say, well, Mike Scott... You know, he has a right to go in. Yes, he does. He has a right to go in there. But he has also has a right to, to respect his organization and not put himself in a position where something stupid and bad is going to happen. Well, why don't we watch it? Now, let's go to the tape. Let's now. go to the tape, and then everybody will have it fresh in their mind. Exactly. That's a fight you're not going to win, James. That's a you can make of it what you want. There are people saying, oh, they, they used a racial slur. That's why it happened. I didn't hear a racial slur. Is it possible that they said it? Yes. Did you hear a racial slur, Robin? I didn't, but then there's bleeps, so I don't no, know. No, they were bleeping out the asshole. It because when he like came asshole. in there and pulled the scarf off the guy with the white scarf, if he doesn't do it, if he just walks through there and laughs at them and says, hey, that's funny, dudes, bros, whatever, that doesn't happen. They're not going to attack Mike Scott 
just because he happened. He was walking through the entire parking lots. Yeah. He stopped at the 4th and John uh, tailgate. There was no trouble there because people didn't have a problem with it. I've worn jerseys. I never had a problem going into other people's parking lots. You know why? Because I didn't try to instigate something. So anybody who just suggests that Mike Scott did absolutely nothing wrong and was the victim here, they're full of shit and you don't understand it. I love the Sixers. I love, I love the players in this city. I have their backs when they do everything right and they're falsely accused. He was partially responsible, and if he doesn't go into that tent and rip the thing off the guy's shirt and people are calling him an asshole because he's wearing it. Oh, by the way, this is the only city that does the asshole chant. Come on, man. Nobody rips this city more than I do and has done for the last 50 years on the national level. But, uh, by yes. the way, you are not implying that he did anything wrong by wearing No, just not at all. Yo. I don't care I what he wears. I just want to clarify that. I, no, I, don't, I, 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 I prefaced it by saying yeah. I wear yeah. my home team colors when I go to different games. I went to Green Bay, and I was goofing off with the Packer fans. Mm-hmm. We were having a great time. Nobody attacks you in other places unless you do something stupid. So while the fans were wrong for getting into a fight, to suggest that Mike Scott did nothing wrong and really has no part, no part of the blame here is ridiculous. Fans chanting asshole at an opposing player, at a guy wearing another team's collar, and then the other assumption, everybody knows Mike Scott. No, they don't. Now, because he's a six-foot-nine-tall African-American guy wearing a redskin jersey, everybody's supposed to know it's Mike Scott? Come on, please, people, just be fair and be objective and use facts. To, to call me all these names because I didn't, I didn't just side with Mike Scott and then claiming that I was siding with drunken fans, that I was, dr- I was siding with people who were allegedly calling him the N-word or whatever or that he, he had the right to get upset because it was a Sean Taylor jersey on that, on that coffin – there's, that hasn't been proven to be a fact. If, if somebody just, if he was walking by and somebody went up and gave him a racial slur, that person should be arrested and taken out. But to just go to the race card immediately, every single time something happens, when we don't even know if it's a fact, all I know is what I see. I wasn't there. I heard what I heard. I saw what I saw. And then he's in the game hanging out with fans. So it's not all fans who hate Mike Scott or people, the fans love him here, but the problem is they love him too much so that therefore he gets away with stuff when he he deserves criticism. That's all I'm saying. I'm not burying him. I'm saying the Sixers should cut him. He's a bad guy. I'm not saying any of that stuff. And oh, by the way, I'm not defending fans for using, allegedly using racial slurs. But now that is just the easy thing to go to. Easy thing. And oh, by the way, if somebody did make a racial slur to him, then find that person, identify him, and have him thrown out. The Cubs had a guy thrown out for throwing down an okay sign, which every world leader, every athlete, every celebrity presidents have done, and they got that guy right out of Wrigley Field and banned his ass for life. So here's, here's two ways you can solve this problem. You're the Philadelphia Eagles. You're the National Football League. You're Roger Goodell, who just saw one of your big players pull off an orchestrated scam to get himself out of Oakland and have all of this social media stuff ready to go, ready to go within hours 
of the confrontations that he was having with his general manager. That wasn't orchestrated. That's how good Antonio Brown is with his social media machine. You think, you think Antonio Brown had anything to do with any of that stuff that he posted, editing videos, showing himself running around, screaming, I'm free at last? That was orchestrated. Roger Goodell's got that kind of crap to worry about. But you know what else he should worry about? But they won't ever do anything about it. And the Philadelphia Eagles and Jeffrey Lurie will never do anything about it. They will never, ever curtail open public drinking in parking lots on Sundays. They won't do it because they're in bed with the alcohol companies. They're in bed with the beer companies who, who provide nuts. the alcohol. I get that. But, but then you're going to say, oh, well, you know, 7 a.m. for a 1 o'clock game, you got to start drinking. And that's the part I don't get. I love, I love tailgates. But the fact that people feel compelled to have to get drunk, whether it's here in Philadelphia, whether it's in Dallas, whether it's anywhere, whether it's a college game. We've seen college bros throwing down. Mm-hmm. We saw one kid jump off the top of a, of a trailer, and now that guy's life is in danger because he was drunk before a game. A Cleveland Browns fan. Yeah. You see that video? Guy standing on top of an RV, drunk as a skunk. He falls off. It gets posted on, on, the, on the video, and now the family is requesting that people stop posting the video and laughing at a guy who may be dying. That's the world we live in now. People are desensitized. They want to put stuff on there to get clicks and hits when people are doing stupid stuff, dangerous stuff, and the society has turned into a, we have no regard for human life. We have no regard for people who get hurt because it's funny, and I'll put it on my Twitter feed. I have feed. never, I have never understood that that whole quote-unquote, and I, say, I put it in quotations because I don't believe it's humorous It's the train all. wreck mentality. It's, 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 a, it's the car accident mentality. at somebody that's getting hurt. But you I don't, don't know. See, the thing is, nobody ever knows normally if somebody's getting hurt. Yeah, but you can tell. I mean, you no, can you see- No, you can't. You can't assume. There, you're no. doing it too, Rob. You cannot assume that somebody who's drunk on top of a trailer falls off that he's dead. The, you know- the only reason people found out is because the family, after seeing that this young man, as drunk as he was, fell off, got hurt, they kept reposting thought- the meme. Even if he had not gotten hurt at all, I still wouldn't have thought it was funny. It's because there was yeah, a well, huge you don't chance. think, but I, listen, I repost uh, Rex Chapman's, right. you know, block or charge stuff, but nobody's dying in those videos. It's mm. just stupid stuff. It's just stupid stuff. I think in some of those, I videos, post animal videos most of the time because animals are hard the, to dislike. Chapman, Humans are easy to dislike. The, animals are not. The Rex Chapman photos or videos, the fact that. Those videos are show are portraying people who have somehow not gotten hurt is miraculous. It is like one in a million videos that some of those videos show where somebody survived. Because most of the time, 99.9% of the time that it happened and video was taken, that person would either be seriously hurt or dead. I understand that, Robin. That's not the debate we're having Well, no, here. but I'm just saying that's why I don't think those are funny. Well, they're funny if the person gets up and walks I away. I don't know. But that's the con- that's content. That unfortunately, that's why we have YouTube creators who are making millions of dollars posting weird stuff. Everybody's looking for a way to make money. That that's the, that's capitalism. But the problem, the problem with what I'm seeing, and I've done I've done a lot of this dumb stuff myself, is that people now have become acceptable of this bad behavior. They're acceptable of their mm-hmm. kids getting drunk at 7 a.m. 
in a parking lot because they don't know. Listen, when I was a kid, I used to go out and drink, but I didn't. I never got into fights. You know, I w- luckily there were no videos yes, around. Say, now everybody's no got video. a camera, so you can't really do anything stupid and get away with it. Luckily, I never went to jail. I never got hurt. I never hurt anybody. You know, that kind of stuff. I just did stupid stuff kids do. But now stupid stuff kids do is basically overlooked. And the NFL could stop this problem by saying to teams, listen, parking lots are not opening at 6.30 a.m. on a Sunday. Especially now if you got, like next week, the Eagles are playing on Sunday night football, but they're on the road. So nobody's going to go to the parking lot and get drunk here. But say a Sunday night game is here. It starts at 8.20. Mm-hmm. You know, people will be in the parking lot at 7 a.m. I know. 12 hours before a game. That's crazy. Now, what do you do? You, what do you do? You just say, all right, listen, we don't want to deal with this stuff. It's encouraging People behavior. have a right to go out it's, there and do stupid stuff. The sad thing is, is it encourages that behavior. Exactly. It's there because there's really nothing else to do in the parking lots besides well, yeah, you can grill and cook i mean i've been to yeah, cookouts but and... i mean that that's what it's become you don't there's no illusion that it's all uh family fun and you know throwing the football around the fact is that everybody knows what's happening in those parking lots everybody talks about it as if they're like we're gonna go out we're gonna drink Who's you know they already start talking about it on social media. They they talk about how listen. I'm not I, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a saint here. I'm a, no, I've done shots, lose no, shots not. with four star generals <laughs> at the Army Navy game in a parking lot. Doing one shot. Yeah, but I'm two. not there to get absolutely so drunk that I have to be carried out to the car, or driven home. Yeah, you can have fun, but the but the NFL and the Eagles won't do anything about it. Mm. They won't do yeah. it. You know why? Because there's too much money. It's involved. not just in the parking lots that the city runs. It's also in, in, in Franklin Delano Roosevelt Park yep. where people go underneath I-95 and set up tents and have cookouts. And then they have uh, these silly events. I'm not I, I have no problem with doing a mock funeral for a team because it's, there's nothing. No. There's nothing. What's there wrong with that? There shouldn't be anything wrong with that. It's funny. That part's funny. So Mike Scott, who grew up in Virginia, went to Virginia. I get it. He's a Redskins fan. He can be any fan he wants. But don't start posting on the internet. Oh, yeah, I'm going to come in here. What's going to happen to me? No, I looked at the the Twitter stream this morning. Because people were saying to him, Mike, don't don't come in there and do that stuff. Man, you you can come here, but just just don't put it in people's faces. That's all. Because when you go into a tent where they're doing a mock funeral, and the first thing you do is grab a guy's stupid shawl and you pull it off because you find it disrespectful right. it's a stupid game you talk trash when you got on and, and nba players talk trash more than anybody when they're on the floor does that lead to a brawl no that's part of the game but you go into somebody's you go into a tent with a bunch of drunks doing a mock funeral what good could come of it so i hope he realizes that he can go anywhere he wants people love him in the city but to put him off scot-free is, is just playing into the bullshit lying narrative that athletes never could do wrong. Listen, if an athlete gets falsely accused, I'm the first guy to defend him. But he is complicit in this incident occurring in that stinking tent on Sunday morning. Anyone who says other, otherwise is just a lapdog or has a Mike Scott tattoo on their ass or scrotum or on their chest. 
Now, Trevor from the 203 is asking, could Mike Scott get released? No, he's not. No, the Sixers aren't going to. He didn't do anything to be released. Right. All he did was do. What he did was put himself in a bad position where something really bad could have happened. Yeah. You know, it was just a couple of idiots swinging at him. He was swinging. By the way, he wasn't just standing there and not throwing hands. He defended himself. Yeah, I I get it. And there was a guy there pushing him away. But you imagine imagine if he had gotten hurt. Yeah. Imagine if somebody had a bottle or something and really was out of line and hurts the guy and he can't play the season. Yeah, they played the fan would have gotten sued and he justifiably should, but you could not put yourself in a position where harm could come to you. His reputation's not harm because most of the Sixers honks the, what will defend him in the city for this particular case. Not this, anything else. He can do anything he wants. This is this is the analogy. It's like there's a hornet's nest, and you can just walk by it doing whatever, or you can sit there and poke it with a stick. And he poked it with a stick. Yes, exactly. And again, that doesn't mean – that doesn't defend drunken fans no. for becoming violent or Not for saying bad things. Chatting asshole is hard. People do it at, at the officials at the right. – uh, whenever there's a bad call in a football game because they know it can't be, bl- it can't be drowned out. On television, yeah. when an entire stadium is chanting, asshole. Now, all of a sudden, whoever posted that video is beeping it out just to add to the enhancement that these fans said something to a guy wearing an opposing team's colors in their tent. And my goodness, we could never, ever have anybody hear that and kind of language. And there's another video that comes out that shows that there was something else that was worse that was said. Right now, from what we were able to see I could not hear that. It could have been in the background of that. To me, it sounded like the only bleeping, the only thing that was bleeped out was asshole. Several times, by the way. But no, I know people are coming you know, at me. I mean, you know, like, here's the, here's the, like, like if somebody calls you a name that doesn't give you the right to let me start repeat doing for something. the third time, and I'll do it slower for all of you process dorks coming at me. I know you're you're upset because I didn't agree with you in the process and the Sixers. You know who I've been following since before most of you were even thought of since 1966. You're going to come at me now because I'm older. Oh, I'm going to have to apologize for being older and having lived a life where I actually have learned stuff and traveled all over the world covering sports. But yeah, you, you, Mr. 20-year-old with your basement podcast and a Sixer podcast to go along with the 75,000 other Sixer podcasts because you're all experts on the NBA now over the last three years of watching the sport, God bless you. You can do whatever you want. It's a free country. But the argument that you're old and, oh, uh, yeah, you're an uh, yeah, yeah, old bastard and all this other stuff. I'm not old, dirty bastard, and I loved ODB. And we like kicking it old school, except when somebody who's been around a little bit has an opinion, and then the typical young punk crowd comes out and says, oh, you're an old fogey. Why, why? You're irrelevant. Because that's, that's how you respond to someone that you disagree with. Someone who's trying to make a rational, reasoned, fact-based argument on everything that I do. I use facts. I don't use political narratives. I don't use agendas. I use common sense. So to recap, you are <laughs> ripping the fans for being there drunk and, and, and uh, reacting. No, I'm not calling. But see, what, what they want me to do is say every single one of those morons in that tent was drunk and no. is a racist because they're no. white. No, this is the, this is the narrative okay. they wanted. Every one of those people, every one of them, and I, don't, I didn't really do a head count, they were all white, and they were probably white supremacists who didn't have their KKK outfits on because they were in the trunk of their cars, and they were obviously racist Trump supporters. 
That's the narrative that they want to spin today. Right. Every white but- person is racist. So I jokingly posted that last night. I jokingly, sarcastically posted that, knowing that it would bring out the trolls who don't get sarcasm or don't have any clue of what I'm saying. They were, they were correcting my grammar. They were, say, they were accusing me of, 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 of believing a sarcastic tweet where I said all drunken white people are racist. No wonder but, you uh, like, stayed up late. All, drunk, I, I, all drunken white people are racist. And then people were the same people who were, who were praising Mike Scott were then condemning me for making a joke about a narrative that they believe. They believe that, that everybody who's white and drunk is a racist. Okay. I just want to recap. Uh, let's what recap actually, one last time. We, we, we got to get down to the can business. We recap can you turn you the actually, air conditioning back on, please? Because okay, now, 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 now I'm not. whipped up into a lather. So, it's a good sweat, though. So <laughs> recapping what you actually believe, you are not condoning uh, people getting drunk and being stupid. You, you are saying that it is absolutely okay to wear whatever absolutely jersey you it want. Is. And, it, Abs- and, and it happens it, every single week there everywhere. There should be no consequences for that. And anybody that would attack him just for wearing the jersey should be... Uh, hightailed out of the stadium and banned. Um, but did they say, by the way, last did they say this was MAGA country when he went into that tent? That's the one Wait, thing I haven't heard used don't in. I'm sorry, go back. Don't the recap back. because I want to make sure that everybody <laughs> understands and that I'm clear on this. You are saying that um, he, if he had just been wearing the jersey and just walked through everything, no, would he have could been have fine. walked through Wait, there. Let me, I'm recapping. You're recapping been, wrong. You've got to no, give an accurate recap. If he, ha- if he had been wearing the jersey and just walked through, it would have been fine, and there should have been no consequences. But the fact that he went up to somebody and then was uh, like – Pulled the scarf off scarf some dude. Stuff like that. But even if he'd done that, that still would not have deserved somebody hitting him. No, of okay. course not. I'm just making what sure. I, you know, it's like the old don't poke a, a hornet's nest. He poked a hornet's nest. Yes. He was walking through the parking lot without incident. He went to the game and sat down with fans who were happy to be around him without incident. So what, is, what this does is it allows all of the talking heads, the busted coverages, and all of these bloggers to once again make this the front page story that Philadelphia is a bunch of animalistic assholes and they're the worst fans in the history of sports. That's all it's done. Yeah. When I said on Thursday, don't do anything stupid to get yourself on viral video. <laughs> The fans complied, and then they got an assist. I'm going to give Mike Scott his first assist of the season, even though the Sixers haven't even shown up for training camp. Congratulations on your assist, Mike, for helping Philadelphia fans reinforce the fact that they are the worst, most violent, racist crackers in America. All right. Exactly. Now, you know what else you uh, predicted, Tony Bruno? You predicted uh, the Eagles win and that the, they would not, yeah, cover. not cover the number. I yes. did that on the website. Now, yesterday when we were doing close. the Tollman Man Joe. It's close. Yeah, I, I said this to people around. I, I was saying it to you. When they got the ball back, of course, the Vikings, uh, the, the Eagles and Redskins, Eagles came out and basically slept walk through the first half. I give, I give Washington credit. They went out and played. The Eagles were like, hey, you know, we read all this stuff. We're 11-point favorites. Their offensive lines got injuries. What are they going to do with us? They're not even starting Adrian Peterson. They didn't even have their best tight end. What are they going to do? And the Eagles bought into that mindset, figuring we just have to go out there and show up, and we're going to beat this team. And then they, they didn't show up and give the Washington Redskins credit. 
They marched up and down the field. The Eagles' defense was being absolutely sliced, diced, julienned, every fricasseed, any word you want to come up with. They were being deep fried in the oh, first half. Yeah, it was bad. And then what happens? And then I tweet. This is the other part. I tweeted out, outcoached, outperformed. You know, I basically recapped the entire first half at halftime. Right. And I said, and it's 20 to 7 at the half. Then people are like, oh, that, that tweet didn't age well. But then they, they, they conveniently forgot, forgot that when the third quarter started and the Eagles came out, Things I said, changed. not only have the Eagles, I said, the Eagles are finally woke. That's what I wrote. And then I said, now the Eagles are not only going to, but they're going to win this game. But they're not going to cover the number. This is when uh, nobody thought they were even going to win the game. Yep. I said they're going to come back and win this game, but not cover the number. Now they were covering the number. And this is why sports gambling is the most exciting thing on earth. Because you can have a game where the outcome is decided, like the Eagles-Redskins, they're up 12. You mean like Luigi? Well, not just Luigi. I'm saying billions and billions of parlays. (laughs) You go to any casino, you go to any gambling house, into any casino, Vegas. I was reading this morning that in Vegas, they were getting killed because the the favorites were covering. Dallas was covering easily. You know, the Patriots last night, everybody had the Patriots. But the one thing everybody else had, they had the Eagles as the favorite against Washington because the line kept going up and everybody bought in that it was going to be a blowout. I eventually thought it was going to be a double-digit win. But what happened is, and now people are mad at the cold. Jim Schwartz, how can he allow his defense to just stand out there and let them come down the field? You know why, folks? As much as I get upset, too. The coaches and the players don't care about your fantasy team. They don't care about your parlay card. They have a lead where they know they couldn't lose it. And so they're not going to play all balls-to-the-wall defense on the last drive. And, and by the way, the Redskins were committing holding penalties and trying to stop themselves from scoring. And so give them credit. They scored a touchdown, but the touchdown basically rocked the entire gambling world. Whether you're an Eagle fan or a Redskin fan. Or you're Luigi. Or you're just a gambling degenerate like most people. That one, that was the shot heard round the world yeah, with I seven s- seconds left in the game where the outcome was never in doubt at that point. And then all of a sudden, everybody was sweating. Because normally a happened- game like that without gambling implications, uh-huh. people are like, eh, yeah. and maybe they score. If they don't, it doesn't matter. Right. But, but that game, I'm telling you, in every gambling house in America and around the world, in Costa Rica, wherever, people were, people were, going, people were ripping, te- tearing stuff up, slamming down books. Screaming profusely. What is the text that you received from Luigi within seconds? That cost me $700. (laughs) Arizona then caught me back. It was a big day for the the underdogs yesterday. Yes, it was. And by the way, I, I, AJ and Anna, Trevor from the 203, has Miss Robin been wearing that jersey? Yes, she slept in that baby. I'm not taking it off. I now understand why this is the first time I've actually had a jersey like this on. I can't believe this is real but i i have not had one of these ones that have like the holes in it these are so comfortable yeah that's a good that's a nice one and it's a stewart bradley and you got ripped for wearing that but that's still ridiculous kelly green and stewart bradley was a damn good linebacker who unfortunately got hurt a lot when he came out and trevor from the 203 gave it to me because he was too embarrassed to wear it (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i love this thing it's so comfortable thank you very much thank you but meanwhile let's get back to the action now so here's my quick recap of what happened in the National Football League. First question, Robin. What do the Chicago Bears and the Pittsburgh Steelers 
both have in common? The Bears the and Bears the Steelers. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, ladies and gentlemen. See, I'm not just going to mm. give you, hey, so-and-so won, and his fantasy points are. I don't do that on the show. If you want that kind of recap, that's readily available on every fantasy show you can listen to. Or just talk to your friends who won their fantasy league this weekend and see if you really care who they had or who they should have started instead of the players they started. Yes, Cujo knows. Got it right. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Not, not so fast, my friend. Not yet. Scrapple Joe. Scrapple Joe <laughs> always comes in with his blurb on his Twitch stream at the right time. It's almost like it's planned. I pause, <laughs> it comes in, and then I get back. Two overtimes. So the Bears and Steelers both were somehow managed to score only three points in their opening games. The Bears in that slop fest on Thursday night football and then last night in the final game of the Sunday schedule, a snooze fest, and all the Steeler fans were jumping up and down laughing about how Antonio Brown stiffed the Raiders. And, yeah, they were so right in getting rid of him there because look look what happened now. We're much better off without him and Le'Veon Bell. And the Pittsburgh Steelers went out there and showed that they don't really have a running back to, be, to compare to Le'Veon Bell and don't have a wide receiver or a receiving core to compare to Antonio Brown. Now, am I saying they did the wrong thing? No. But the whole, yeah, see, Mike Tomlin, he knew best. Mike Tomlin knew what he was doing. And then Mike Tomlin goes out there and his team shits the bed on national television, forcing many people who already proclaim the AFC is, is a done deal and the New England Patriots. And Tom Brady looks like he's 16 years old again. Did you see him in the postgame news conference? The guy must be going through some sort of age. He must be the, the picture of Dorian Gray. <laughs> What, I know he's doing supplements, and he's an unbelievable yeah. physical specimen. How does he keep looking younger every time you see him? Every year he gets older, he looks younger. Meanwhile, 38-year-old Adam Venateri now looks like he's 60 years old after yesterday's game you know for the Indianapolis looked, Colts. You know who aged since last year? Me? Ben. <laughs> ben no, Roethlisberger ben didn't just age. I mean, he, he like, his face has gotten Yeah, he wider. got a little puffy. He got a little puffy. He does not look the same as last year. And somebody was just saying, who was it? That uh, S. Falcon 39, the over-under Ben Roethlisberger retires midseason. Well, that, you know, that's because uh, a couple of the national analysts said that. But he you Remember, they just the had same. a couple years ago when Ben Roethlisberger had a terrible, remember yeah. he had a terrible game, and people say, oh, man, Ben Roethlisberger's taking a beating out there. He's going to have to resign. They said the same thing to Tom, about Tom Brady a couple years ago when he had a couple well, of horrible games. Well, he proved them wrong. Of course. <laughs> the, you know, we over, it goes back to the... We over, we go crazy when something really, really incredible happens. So we're either way, way over the top now because Baltimore's quarterback, as I said to many people, he can throw the football too. I got a couple of t- texts yesterday on our Toll Man Joe's pregame show. I said, do you think, you think the, uh, do you think Lamar Jackson can throw the football? And I said, absolutely. And what did he do? He put up 59 points. And what I'm calling the Miami Massacre. And I'd like to thank the city of Miami for participating at the collegiate level, at the professional level, and at the Major League Baseball level this year. The good thing for the Miami fans, at least the Super Bowl will be in their city next February. So they'll have at least one game where they can go in there and say, hey, man, look, it's Miami. Let's go to South Beach. We don't have to watch the Dolphins anymore. The Dolphins are who we thought they were, as the late, great Denny Green once said. So Miami gets destroyed. But you have nine teams yesterday, as everybody else spent the day after the Thursday night game, saying, well, the defenses are way ahead of the offenses so far. And when you watch the Eagles game, you think, yeah, you're right. The Eagles' offense looks terrible, and so did their defense. 
That means there's going to be low-scoring games because it's going to take a while for the offenses to catch up to the defenses. Yep, that's why nine teams scored 59 points for Baltimore, 40 points for Kansas City, 43 points for the Tennessee Titans, 35 points for the Dallas Cowboys, 33 points for the New England Patriots, 32 for the Eagles, 30 for the Rams, 30 for the L.A. Chargers, 31 for the Niners. Yep, we're not going to see any offenses early in the season. Well, we did in a lot of places, but unfortunately for two teams, the Bears and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they finish up week one with one of these. And I hate to do it this early, Robin, but they deserve it. Let's be a Miami Dolphins, especially. We've got to give them the very first. And we're already uh, 46 minutes into today's program. But it's never too late, never too late to give them the official first ever of this week, week one of the NFL. Bill Gladney down in North Carolina said, my wife was so happy with the Cowboys win yesterday, I almost got some last <laughs> night. <laughs> so close. So close. <laughs> you know who's going to get himself some right now? Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones been lollygagging. Now all of a sudden, Dak Prescott goes out there and puts up a historic day. A-1. 405 yards, four Impressive. touchdowns, perfect quarterback rating. Now, you, you think Jerry Jones waiting on Dak Prescott has helped his cause? If he was bitching about having to empty his pockets right. to pay Ezekiel Elliott, uh-huh. you're going to have to really break the bank now to pay Dak Prescott. But the amazing thing in a lot of these games, and I'll give you a quick uh, synopsis here. Okay. Because everybody knows the scores by now. Lamar Jackson, unbelievable. He only ran the ball three times in the game. Now, people say, oh, Lamar Jackson, he's just a running quarterback. And then after the game, he was joking. He says, pretty good for a running back because he threw five touchdown passes, only played three quarters in that game against Miami. He was at, on South Beach by the fourth quarter. That's how ugly that game got. So Lamar Miller, who's supposed to be a guy who only runs, runs the ball three times in three quarters of football in a game where his team scores 59 points. Kansas City was supposed to have a tough game against that vaunted Jacksonville Jaguars defense. They dropped 40 on the Jaguars. Knock Nick Foles out early in the game, and now he's got a broken clavicle. And the latest on Nick Foles, I mean, this is fresh out the kitchen stuff that you're getting on the show. So Nick Foles is going to have to undergo clavicle surgery, which apparently is going to happen today. But in the meantime, they've already made a move. People are wondering, oh, who are they going to get now in there? Because the kid that they have as the backup quarterback is a sixth-round quarterback named Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Sounds like a dish you would get at a Thai restaurant. Can I have some Gardner Minshew, please? Light you, on the uh, jalapenos. Uh, what, no, what kind of peppers do they put in those? Uh, they're little red peppers. The little red peppers, yeah. Yeah, do you want that spicy, extra spicy? And mild? by the way, this kid Gardner Minshew came in and played pretty well, but not good enough. Gardner Minshew pork. Gardner Minshew pork, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> extra rice on that. I'd like the plain and the fried rice, please. You're never going to have enough rice. Gardner Minshew is not a ninja, tur- ninja turtle. Pepperoncini? Now, that's what the Italians put in there. Enough about food. I'm getting hungry now. That's why tonight when we're going to be at land... not start sucking each other's dick. Not yet. No, no, that's uh, Mike Scott's fans. They're going to go over there and make sure he's okay. Hello, Dean. Yes. So, back to the action. The Cleveland Brown fans. And i got to give Luigi credit on this one. Luigi has been emphatic 
in his denunciation of the Cleveland Browns as a fraud. And, you know, when you hear people saying that stuff, you're like, all right, man, well, let's wait till the season starts. Let's let this season marinate. That season not only marinated quickly for the Cleveland Browns, it has now turned sour like a bottle of wine that has not been properly removed of its airspace. Becomes vinegar after time. Yes. The Cleveland Browns turned into vinegar. You can cook with that (laughs) now. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Cujo knows the Gardner Minshew at Panda Express is top notch. Especially when you take it with brown rice. Oh, yeah, but you can t- watch the MSG, though. Have it with less. Can you say, can you take out some of the, don't add any MSG in there, okay? Yeah. Just go less MSG, ladies and gentlemen. That's your health tip of the day. So, the Cleveland Browns, and here's the best part of that game. Their opening drive, they go 73 yards and score. And so, the dog pound's going crazy. Unfortunately, that's when something went terribly, terribly wrong. That's something going terribly, terribly wrong was your Tennessee Titans laying a big, big biblical beat down on your Cleveland Browns. So that's another dog that went down. You had uh, the Patriots last night slap around the Steelers. And everybody was worried about the uh, Patriots offensive line, a bunch of new faces, guys playing in different positions. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty good to me. 30-27 to 27 in that game. Pittsburgh, the Steelers fans, no runs. No pass, no offense, bad defense, no chance. Unless Ben Roethlisberger goes to Lords or takes a week off and he and his coaching staff all try to figure out what the hell's going on up there. And again, it's a long season. Pittsburgh looked absolutely shot last night. Proving that you got to have players. You know, they all, all, you know the, the Steelers were a great organization. They would always be able to plug in players when somebody would leave. And it's obvious that Le'Veon Bell and the loss of both of those guys on that offense finally came back to rear its ugly head in one game against a team that's supposed to win the Super Bowl and a team that you have a hard time beating anyway. So that's the story with the Steelers. People are going to jump off the bandwagon. Luckily, there is no bandwagon in Miami to jump off of. But the Rams, they hold off Carolina. Cam Newton. The reason Cam Newton lost that game, Rob, and I finally figured it out in postgame, they, they, they just couldn't get that barbed wire hat and scarf involved in the game plan <laughs> yesterday. Did you see that? Listen, I'm all for guys just doing you know, some, some fashion style. Did you see what he wore post-game? No. He had a hat that looked like it had barbed wire around it. Okay, wait. Look up Cam it. Newton's post-game. Con- and then it looked, like he had a, it looked like he had a scarf around it tied under his neck. You know like you're, when you were a kid and you were going out in the snow and it was windy and cold and mom would tear that hat, hold that hat down? But look at the top of the hat. It looks like the razor wire that they put atop fences so people don't oh, go into properties. It does. Is that not barbed wire? Okay, hold on a second. This is funny because I didn't even have to type in an entire sentence. All I had to put in was Cam Newton uh, <laughs> wears, and then the rest of the population, the, the rest of the sentence was auto-populated with Cam Newton does not disappoint with outfit before week one. Well, the, uh, the outfit after week one, he should have been crawling through some barbed wire or something. But here it is. <laughs> You can see it right there. Let me see if I can make it better. I've never, now, you see he's got like, it looks like he has something under his hat that resembles, it's, although it's not, oh, I wait. think it's. That's what a is scarf. It? I said it's a scarf. Yeah, no, no, no. So that's like one of those, uh, you know, like in the old days, if a woman was in a, in a um, convertible, she would put that exactly, scarf around yes. her head, you know, with the glasses although on. Although I don't think it's frigid in Carolina at this particular no. juncture of the season. And I think, I think it looks like 
barbed wire, but I think it's bling. No, I know that. Again, I, it's not barbed wire. And, and listen, he can do whatever he wants. And he can dress the way he wants. That's what makes America great, Robin. He is. He is a very... I will, I will say this. Uh, he's very fashion forward. Burton Gus is lucky he didn't see Mike Scott. He'd have that scarf ripped right <laughs> off of his head. That is very interesting. And then, and then he, oh, wait, I miss, we missed something, Tony. Uh, hold on. Let me bring this back up. Um, let me see if I can make this I've bigger. I've got copious notes here, by the way, Robert. Um, I don't know if you can see, but his suit jacket that mm -hmm. he is wearing doesn't have full sleeves, doesn't have three-quarter sleeves. It has crop sleeves. They're not rolled up. They're but actually... This isn't, a, this isn't entertainment tonight, Robin. I'm just or, saying or, it's or very Or on the red carpet with at E! <laughs> television. You know, you're the one that brought him up, mister. <laughs> I know. I was just talking about looking at him. Even Pamela Anderson looked at that hat and said, what the hell are you doing, man? I'm the original barbed wire. Does it not look like razor wire on top of the yes. hat, though? Yes. I know it's not razor wire. And it was. Maybe you should wear that to an eagle tail tailgate the next time. <laughs> no, really. You don't want to get in any trouble. Wear a barbed wire hat, man. You can protect yourself with that sucker. To go along with your barbed wire tats that you got like 10 years ago before you realize you look like a real slapdick right now for having that barbed wire tattoo. I almost got one, Robin. Luckily, I uh, cooler heads prevailed. <laughs> yeah, the tattoo artist says no. He did. He said no. I will not put one of those on you. <laughs> exactly right. That's the great... Uh, our great buddy over there at Ink Master. Uh, Vaughn. Vaughn. Vaughn, F-O-N. F-O-N. F-O-N, still doing great work at Vaughn yes. and Alney in he, his tattoo parlor. He should not have been kicked out. I, I totally lost interest. No, nah, he, he, he did struggle, and that's why he was he eliminated. Did. I wanted him to win it all. He struggled in a couple of episodes before the end, and when he had to go, what's it called, new school? Yeah. Yeah, it had Which to do some stupid. Whatever the uh, hot thing is here. But anyway, let's get back whatever. to the action. So I mentioned the Nick Foles injury, and we had a bunch of injuries. Know, Nick Foles is out. Very sad. And, and people were immediately saying Matt Castle, Brock Osweiler, Brandon Wheaton, Patrick Lynch, Kaepernick. No, they already passed on him in 2020, but they did make a move today for another quarterback. The Jacksonville Jaguars have made a trade with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They get Josh Dobbs from the Steelers for a fifth-round 2020 pick. So Jacksonville doesn't want to go out and sign a big name realizing that we don't know the extent of how long Foles will be out. Surgery today, and the kid Minshew played, but they got to bring somebody in, and they made a trade and brought in Josh. Uh, Josh, not Josh Allen, he's in Buffalo. But they made a trade today, and they got Josh Dobbs. Can't keep the Joshes straight. Josh Dobbs from Pittsburgh for a draft pick in 2020, and that's a fifth-rounder right now. The other injuries, including the Eagles, the story this morning is Malik Jackson. We saw him leave the field yesterday, foot injury. People would say he said he was okay, just my foot. Now it turns out that he may have significant foot damage Oy. and may be done for the year based on what it sounded like Doug Peterson was talking about this morning in his post uh, the morning after media get-together. So now the Eagles only have three de healthy defensive tackles on their 53-man roster. Fletcher Cox, Tim Jernigan, and Hassan Ridgeway. They do have Bruce Hector on the practice squad. So the Eagles now one of the top five pass-rushing defenders in the league. Malik Jackson, one and done for the Eagles. So that's a huge injury for that defensive line. And you saw in the first half, they weren't getting any pressure on the quarterback. 
So that's a big loss. The other big loss, Washington, who, by the way, decided some reason to, to not start their stud running back, coach's decision, the guy they did start, Darius Geis, MRI, now he had an ACL tear in one knee, but this is not the ACL injured knee. His other knee now has been injured. It's sprained, and he's likely to miss considerable time based on the reports today. At 18 yards on 10 carries against the Eagles yesterday. So the bad news keeps getting worse for the Washington Redskins as their running back, who was the guy they were looking to as the new young stud, get hurt, yeah. gets hurt in that game yesterday. Other injuries, too. As I mentioned, uh, you got Tevin Coleman of the San Francisco 49ers running back. All you fantasy people with Tevin Coleman, ankle injury. Ugh. He, too, is expected to miss some time. They're not saying how long. They're not saying how serious it is. But Tevin Coleman, who had a good day yesterday. So they didn't say what kind of ankle injury it no, was. No, at least they don't say lower body right. injury. They're at least giving you it's a foot, it's an ankle. It's an ankle injury. It's in the lower quadrant. Yes, it's a lower body injury. You can't get any lower than the foot, I yeah. don't believe. Unless it's the arch of the foot. I guess that's the lowest or the or your heel. No, I think the heel is the lowest point, right? Because when well, you do those, been... when you go into the gross, uh, on this, in the uh, drugstores and they have one of those uh, things where you stand on it to see if you're, what kind of footwear you need yes, and what yes, kind yes, of yes, brace yes. you need, the Dr. Scholl's thing, right. and you step on it, it always shows that the heel actually is where the most pressure goes onto your shoe. Right. That's why you need the orthotics to be properly fitted, Robin. That's your tip for the day for all you foot fetishists out there. how you stand, though. Because everybody could be putting pressure on different parts, parts of their body or exactly. parts of their foot. Now, I'm all over these injuries. Now, people are coming at me, not coming at me, but they're telling me uh, that the Tevin Coleman. I just gave you the Tevin Coleman DeMaco situation. DeMako215 says, this is why I quit playing fantasy football. This is why I never played fantasy football. And again, you can do whatever you want. And Tyreek Hill now. We know about the shoulder injury. We see him leave the game yesterday. Right now they're saying they're going to wait a few days they're going to wait a few days to see what the latest is on Tyreek Hill. We have a, uh, a doctor. He calls himself, I'm Dr. Asclown. Dr. Asclown As- checking yes, in? Yes, Dr. Asclown. Well, he sounds official to me, yes, so absolutely. let's go right to Dr. Asclown. Uh, NJ3107. Coleman was in a walking boot. MRI today, probably high ankle sprain. I'm Dr. Asclown, likely out six to eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Doc. See, whenever you go to the people in the know, the random people, and, and I trust all of the people on our stream chat here at twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. If he says he's Dr. Ass Clown, who am I yeah. to judge or disagree with him? A lot of people have doctorates who really didn't earn a doctorate. They just get one for giving a free commencement speech at their university, right? And I have been known to be a doctor or a nurse, depending on what outfit I'm wearing. <laughs> well, that's only at request, of course. It depends Speaking on Speaking okay. of which, yes. I have a video of when I was doctoring your toe the other night. No, no, we don't want to post that. Robin, we're, we're, this is NFL Monday here. I know. We got two games tonight. We're going to go over to Glassboro, New Jersey at the Great American Pub, 5 to 7 p.m. And you're saying, why 5 to 7, Tony, over in New Jersey? Well, because, because this is the first Monday night game of the year, it's a doubleheader. So the first game is going to start at 7.15. Normally, the Monday night games start around 8.20, 8.15-ish. So on our normal Monday night shows, we'll really be at the great, great landmark Americana where we've been there many, many times over the yes. years. Great spot in Glassboro, New Jersey. Normally we'll be there from 6 to 8 on Mondays. Mm-hmm. 
But tonight, 5-7 to seven because the game starts at 7-15, the first game. Which is why we, we are to bail doing at three. a two-hour yes. show We're doing a two-hour show, but we're coming back with two more tonight. Two and two, as Chuck Willery used to say on that dating show on Speaking TV. Speaking of talking about scheduling and homework and things Sh- like that. Scheduling, right. scheduling. Scheduling. I want to quickly remind everybody that right now through September 24th is... Because today's the- September 9th, so you have uh, 22 days. No, it's... 23 through, days. It's through September 24th. So if so it's the 9th, you have 15 days. days. Okay, see, my yes. math is bad. Right? Yeah. Just, so 15 days from to- right now until September 23rd. Um, what happens, Rob? It is sub... September, September baby. Not Sunday. that kind of sub now. No, no, we're not. No, it's not that kind of sub. Although, you know, if you're into that, that's fine. But um, it is uh, September with Twitch and Subway. That means that 50% off of any subscription. Oh, I so get it now. Get now, it. This, this, as they always say, this applies to first-time subscribers, right? Correct. If you're already subscribed, especially if, if you're subscribed for free on Twitch, you know, on Twitch Prime. You have Amazon Prime. You want to subscribe to the show. You get it for free if you have Amazon Prime. I mean, who doesn't? And how great a deal is that? I don't think it's just for first time. I think that if you... If, if, you're, if you want to, like, re-up already, your subscription... If you're re-upping... And you you're can, a paid member? Yeah, you can redo it um, at 50% off of your Tier 1 subscription. Um, plus, if you want to gift a subscription to somebody, oh, which is a fantastic yeah. way to show the support for the show so that we can add more subscribers, um, those are 50% off as well. And... Bonus bits. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, people can cheer us on through giving gifts. Uh, excuse me, giving bits to us. It's like buying us a drink. And if you uh, do that, you get an extra 10% automatically. Oh, yeah. So Subway, for every bit that you cheer us, Subway throws in an additional 10% of bits. Oh, man. That's like tax-free yeah. shopping right now. So, uh and uh, not only that, but if you follow Subway on Twitch, um, then they're, they'll be giving all sorts of coupons and all sorts of fantastic prizes away. Oh, so. that's beautiful. Yeah. That's oh, great. Oh, yeah. And following is free, by the way. Yes, you, you can you follow don't... us for free. And we, yeah. we recommend you follow. The least you can do is, is, oh, somebody put a bag over my head. No, I'm not a <laughs> Dolphin fan. Come on, man. <laughs> A that bag over my head for what? Max Mike, 51, <laughs> just subscribed. I don't know if that, is that his new, uh, because it, so, so there's a lot of stuff going on. If you're not familiar with Twitch, is this is your first time. You can, su- oh, you can always, yeah. oh, there's a lot of subscribers taking advantage of this September. And I want to, we got to thank SR20Deep04, gifting five tier one subs to the Bruno Nation Live community. That a total fantastic. of five gifted subscriptions. Yeah, and AJ in San Antonio has given a total of 34 subscriptions so far. Wow. Which is amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> these are just coming and coming and coming. <laughs> so the way this works is you can always follow for free. Any of yep. the shows that are on Twitch, you can follow for free. And tell your friends to follow us. And if you are an Amazon Prime member, which... I actually found somebody that was not a Prime member for the very first time. Did you time. have them arrested? Well, they had an eagle's tailgate <laughs> under a tent like, with a coffin. Who does not subscribe uh, to Amazon But if you are an Amazon Prime member, <laughs> you can get your subscription for free by linking your Amazon and your Twitch account and becoming a Twitch Prime member. Then every single month you get one free subscription per month, which, of course, you will then uh, subscribe to Bruno Nation Live. But um, right now, through September 24th, you get... If, you, if you've already 
utilized your free subscription, or if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can get your subscription 50% off. Right, and normally it's a $4.99 value. If you don't have Twitch Prime, if you don't have Prime, Amazon Prime, and you want to subscribe to the show, and you subscribe every month. So you subscribe every month, you get it for free with Amazon Prime, for those who are new listeners. And if you don't have Amazon Prime during this period, you get it for $2.50 a month. Yep. Two fifty a month for the show. I wonder if it's two fifty or two forty nine. It's, it's two forty nine point like... nine, like the gas stations have. <laughs> you never see that extra one tenth of. A... I'll throw in the one tenth of a penny, absolutely <laughs> free, if you subscribe. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, we are subscribe. We have subscribers up the yin yang. This is awesome. NorCal boxing fan and. Everybody that is on the chat room today, make sure that at the end of the show, every single show, anything that you've done, whether it's uh, subscribing, following, chatting, uh, cheering, your name should oh, be on the credits automatically. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Exactly. Let's get back down to the business. So again, tonight, 5 to 7. Remember the time, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., and then we'll hang out and watch the game because the game's going to yes. start at 7.15. Yeah, so we got those Houston Houston Texans against the Saints tonight in the first game. That one's creepy. Sorry. Say, What's sorry. creepy? The Houston Texans no, or the no, Saints? No, no, no. This I, I heart you. But oh, it's well, there's an actual <laughs> human heart <laughs> over my face. <laughs> Not I heart radio. I used to that work for them, too, but I pretty much work for every company. But, yes, years. so that's another thing that you can do. If you are a subscriber, then you can do something called face masks. Uh, you can cheer us on with face masks, and you can put anything that is in there. So you can put an I, human heart, you? Yep. That wasn't pulsating, at least, though. It was, I hope, kind of. Was it? Because, yeah, yeah, I want to see the blood flow, Robin. Once the blood flow stops, we got a situation in the situation room, and even Wolf Blitzer can't fix now, that. Now, Emperor Lord Tom, Trump is bay. Too bad that I Emperor don't watch Emperor Lord my... Trump is bay? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's his Twitter, <laughs> his, his Twitch handle. Um, uh, he says, too bad I don't watch sports. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> no, but I you know Hulu oh, does have, yeah. Hulu has free sports. Yes. Oh, and I'm just finding this out. And I'm what? Trying to, um, that Twitch is now streaming. NFL games. Yes. So that means on our, twi- we got to get all the details. Oh, I have a Christmas tree on my head now. Well, you know, they do have Christmas tree displays already up in Costco and a lot of stores. I mean, after all, it is September 9th. Why not Christmas decorations? The oh, Halloween stuff's been out yeah. since July, right? <laughs> since just, I can't believe all these face masks. So, the, um, yeah, I'm learning all the details, but stay tuned. I've had Bush on my face, but never a Christmas tree, Robin. But you should be able to watch from Tony. We'll, we'll, as soon as I find out all the rest of the details, I'll let everybody know. But when we are not doing the show live ourselves and we're not doing oh, another show, yeah. I should be able to stream a... Um, a NFL game exactly. on the Twitch channel and, and chat along with it. So that'll be a wonderful way of, of having a watch party. So we're going to give you that because if we can Twitch, if we, can, we could put the Thursday night games on our channel here. Mm-hmm. So no matter where you oh, are, you can yeah. watch it. That is going to be awesome, man. It just keeps getting better and better, Robin. I know. Unlike the many teams in the National Football League. Now, let me get back to the business here. Because we still have a lot of things to discuss today before we get out. Don't forget, Landmark Americana, you know where it is, right there in the heart of Glassboro, right near the Rowan campus. 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., live on 97.3 ESPN. Live on 97.3 ESPN or on the app if you want to listen to it. And then also simulcast on twitch.tv 
Bruno Nation Live. So you can see, feel, touch, smell, and watch the show tonight. Pre-game. Mr. Monday Night, of course, will wear his grobe. He'll wear a white robe to commemorate the Ah. Washington Redskin funeral yesterday in the tent in the F-lot. Now, D. Ruiz 1971 says, you could watch the game and stream commentary? Cool. That's exactly what people want. They want want more content, Robin. Yes. They want more content. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, let's get back to the games, shall we? We've got to play some football music, though. Oh, man, tonight, tonight, Jason Witten will be in Dallas recuperating from their 35-point beatdown over the Giants. 35 points put up against the debilitated, dilapidated New York football Giants. Did I mention the Giants' defense is brutal? But tonight, you know we got it. Houston and the Saints. Mr. Monday Night will release a lock on that game. Yes, he will. At no additional charge to you. And then 10-15, the second part of the opening Monday Night doubleheader. The Denver Broncos against the Oakland Raiders. Out there in Oakland, people are trying to figure out what's going to happen in the next game. Now that, of course, Antonio Brown is gone. Will the Raiders rebound and say, okay, we got that crap out of the way. Let's bear down, boys. No, that's what the Bears said and thought they were going to win and only put up three against the Green Bay Packers at home last week. We'll have the both bonus Monday night doubleheader picks live from Landmark Americana tonight. Don't forget to tune back in, 97.3 ESPN FM, and, of course, Twitch.tv Bruno Nation Live. We're going to have doubleheaders every Monday, every Thursday, and now bonus action on Sundays. Sunday, Sunday. How great is that, man? If that's not worth subscribing to, then I don't know what is. And you don't have to pay extra for this additional content. It all comes to you at one affordable price. That even kids in a parking lot looking to bum money from dad for a quart of orp leaves can afford. That, 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 that. There you have it. Pretty good. That way I can always talk up the themes of the different networks to get it right. You know what I'm saying? I especially like it when you sing along. Da 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 da. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Meanwhile, let's get back to the recap. One of my one of my favorite games yesterday. Well, because I picked it certainly. And it was probably the easiest game to pick next to the Baltimore Ravens. Nobody thought Ravens would score 59. They knew they would beat Miami. That was a given. But the Minnesota Vikings, you want to talk about strange stuff that happens in sports? Kirk Cousins. Remember him? You like that? You know what Kirk Cousins did yesterday in his victory over the Atlanta Falcons? He and his Minnesota Vikings. You know how many times he threw the football? Yes, Kirk Cousins, how many passes did he actually throw? Not complete. How many times did he throw the football in that game yesterday? Not four. No, that's not the correct answer. That would be too Close. Easy. He threw the ball 10 times. You know how many times he handed off the pigskin? 58 times. Yeehaw. He was basically a, the highest paid handoff machine in the National Football League on week one. And the Minnesota Vikings looking good in all facets of the game. Getting it done. And now you got Kirk Cousins doesn't even have to throw anymore. And unfortunately, 
Not unfortunate. Lamar Jackson's throwing the ball like crazy, only runs three times. Kirk Cousin throws 10 times, hands it off 58 times. And obviously, the return of Dalvin Cook for the Minnesota Vikings. Huge, huge day. 21 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns. And by the way, all of the points for your Minnesota Vikings coming off of turnovers. So the Vikings look like they're back. The Seahawks get the win. And our buddy A.J. in Cincinnati told us last week, don't sleep on the Bengals. They went up there and gave the Seattle Seahawks all they wanted. But more importantly, they covered the high-priced spread, which was 9.5, and they lose by 1, 21-20. And in that game, Pete Carroll now has beaten every single team in the NFL. There have been a lot of great coaches, but Pete Carroll now has done something. I don't know if I'm sure others have, but certainly with the expanded league. He has now beaten the Cincinnati Bengals. That was the last team remaining that he had never beaten as a head coach in 13 years in the NFL. That's pretty impressive, even if you don't like Pete Carroll. But give it up to the Bengals playing hard yesterday in Seattle. And uh, rookie quarterbacks, I mentioned Kyler Murray. He looked horrible in the first quarter. First three quarters of that game, he looked like he didn't belong in the National Football League. That was the game that went deeper into the afternoon and was on until like 8.20, right before the quick. In fact, I flipped it off as soon as the game was over, and they already had started the first play on the Sunday yeah. night game. So I like that bonus coverage. In this game, you got to give Arizona credit. Another team that people thought would stink to the high heavens, Kyler Murray and his coach, Cliff Kingsbury were getting ripped. They looked horrible in preseason. They looked like they had no idea what they were going to do offensively. And what happens? Your favorite player on that team, too. Oh, you know who that is, Robin. I do. Number 11. My you favorite. Maybe my favorite it. wide receiver of all time. Really? That Larry much? Fitzgerald. I mean, I, listen, I respect all guys. Every time but you... But nobody is... No, running, no wide receiver quite possibly is as perfect all around as a human being, first of all, which is important as a great football player, as a class act, as a man who does things in the community, as a man who plays the game right, gets a touchdown, hands it right to the offense. If he spikes the ball, he gets happy, I don't care. What I'm saying is he is – I'm glad he's sticking around for another year because you could see he still has it and he's really going to help Kyler Murray. But I got to give the Detroit Lions – I hate to do it to him, Robin. I got to give Matt Patricia and the defensive staff and the assistant coaching staff in Detroit – one of these. Wow. I know they played the Detroit Lions, but they were losing. Did you see the game? They were playing the Detroit Lions, who should have won- were winning the game easily. And they gave up 18 points in the fourth quarter because the coaching staff didn't, didn't make the right play call and didn't call the timeout when they didn't need to. This was bad coaching, this is bad clock management, and this is a bad job by the Detroit Lions defense. They couldn't score 18 points in two weeks, you would think. Now all of a sudden, the Lions on the road in Arizona? Give it up. See, I give it up to the teams that go out there and do a good job. Don't give me, well, they played the Miami Dolphins. Oh, well, they played the Detroit Lions. The Lions were favored in that game on the road. Arizona didn't look like they belonged in the game. Did you see the first three quarters of this game? They had no business coming back. So give it up to Kyler Murray, man. By the way, R. Fitz G on Twitch says, if he, meaning uh, Larry Fitzgerald, 
if he had a quarterback his whole career, he might be the second best receiver ever. Absolutely. He is, he is clearly one of the all-time, all-time greats. Made a couple of nice catches yesterday. Kyler Murray got him the ball. Mm-hmm. That two-point conversion, a little touchdown on a rub route. And I love the rub route. I rub one out every once in a while, too. But that's what happens, you know, when you're on the road and shit goes wrong. But I anyway. Yeah, every time, whenever whenever he makes a touchdown, you always say, look what he's going to do. Look at what he's yeah. going to do. No, I, I love and him. He just, I, I actually worship Larry. I don't just love him. I know. I you worship really, him. You have a major man crush I on him. I worship and adore Larry Fitzgerald. And I've told him that, and I, I'm telling you, man, he is. <laughs> I may build a shrine right here in the wine cellar to Larry Fitzgerald. And, and FYI, people, this is not Tony making this up. He's not. This is, he's not being facetious. I'm not, he doesn't, I don't have him in any fantasy league. I've been he watching him real. since he first came into the league. Yeah. And watch the class and dignity and grace this guy has played with in his entire career. Yeah, no, I remember the last time you had him on the show, and you <laughs> you told him flat out. I was laughing. I was like, man, I've never seen Tony be this. And he owns this, the Eagles yeah. too. I mean, he owns pretty much everybody. He's just he's just a joy. He's a, he's one of those guys. It's impossible to dislike him. You know, even from a fan's you know, if you're playing the Arizona Cardinals, you can't possibly root against Larry Fitzgerald. Even if you have somebody on a fantasy team for the other team that's playing against him. You can't. That's why I don't play fantasy. Have I mentioned that I don't play fantasy <laughs> You know what I would like to start playing, though, because yeah. it wouldn't take up a lot of time, is the monkey knife fight, uh, smaller prop bets. Yes. During the games, before the games, because they're short. You don't have to, like, have... Uh, an entire All prop bets are short, Robin. No, but that's a, that's like the perfect type of betting and fantasy betting that you could do. I like that kind of thing. I do too. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to start gambling, Robin. Now with all the legal sites, because I don't like. I never called bookies. I don't want to do that illegal stuff. That's so now that we have all thing. these different ways to bet legally, I'm going to open up an account. But I'm going to have to have one of these sites woo me to get my business. Because oh. you know, hey, listen. I give picks for free. You can go wherever you want. FanDuel, DraftKings, you know, William Hill. And it's funny now. You notice on the commercials during the games on Sunday, they play like three consecutive gambling commercials. First they play DraftKings, right? Uh, and then, then then they go right to FanDuel. No, no, no. And then went, William Hill. It was William no, Hill it was, first. It was a triple header. Right. All three consecutive so commercials so it for, was, for houses. It was DraftKings first, and then it was William Hill. Yes. And I rolled my eyes and said, man, if they play FanDuel next, it's going to be the trifecta. And, boom, and, and the boom, trifecta. started. I actually right. had the prop on that. I had three consecutive gambling site bets and a one Wasn't commercial it, break. Seriously? <laughs> By the way, I am uh, the, the reason I was laughing so hard um, – 91 Sixers says, Real Dolls made one of Larry Fitzgerald doll for an unknown customer. Unknown my ass. I didn't buy it. I, didn't, I don't have a Larry hey, Fitzgerald you know doll. I buy, listen, if there's a Larry Fitzgerald doll, I will buy it and put it here on the shelf in the wine cellar. No, a real doll. You know what those are. Those are those sex dolls, those big oh, lifestyles. Oh, oh, the one of those? And you know what? It would be good for both of us. <laughs> it's not a sex doll. First of all, they don't do, uh, I don't know, they do women, they do porn no. stars, uh, the JJs, right? They do male dolls for women. Do they? Absolutely. Well, if there's a Larry Fitzgerald male doll, I'll buy it. And I'll, I'll, I'll attach it to the wall here. That would be so creepy. <laughs> Excuse me. Those things, they look like corpses. Excuse me while I rip it out. <laughs> you know what they say, Robin. 
You know what they... Hey, where are the white women at? They're everywhere. Just go into a parking lot, go to a sporting event. He is event. such a nice guy, though. Who, Larry Fitzgerald? Yes, he is. I, I, I love don't him. him. I don't... I, out of all the man... If I was going to marry a man, mm-hmm. it would be Larry Fitzgerald. Seriously. I've, it's so funny because, I mean, I've heard this before, maybe not quite this intensely about him, but you do. And you've never, I've never, ever, ever heard you have a man crush on anybody except for him. But it's not a man crush. It's not like I'm a, you know, I get it. You you're know, if you a have a fantasy boy. player and you're no. like, you, you, you go crazy. Re- you no, it's, him it's the utmost. And I've, listen, I've talked to so many athletes and been around so many athletes for 50 years. I respect people who are great at everything yes. they do, whether you're a plumber, See, or a welder. I, thought... I don't care what you do, but when you're great at something, you have a God-given ability, and you utilize it to do all the things that are mm-hmm. good. You know, be good at what you do. Be you good as a speak, person. You speak more about Larry than you do of Chuck. Hey, wasn't that a movie, Chuck and Larry? But uh, Yeah, they got married. Didn't, they? didn't <laughs> Chuck and Larry get married? <laughs> but, but, um, Charles Barkley, who you also have incredibly high praise for, you don't even speak about Charles. No, like I love, you, you know I love because I've known I'm, Charles because I was here when Charles was drafted. You know, my kids grew up with Charles. Charles would see me and my son going to a radio station mm-hmm. on a Saturday yeah, and, yeah. in a car and wave. Yeah. So I, I've known Charles since the day he stepped in the NBA. And I know him to this day. And he's a friend. He's not just an athlete that I know. Right. He's a real – like Larry Fitzgerald, I know him. He knows me. But I'm not like buddies with him. So it's not like he was, he was really nice to me one day, so I'm going to be a big fan. <laughs> he's impossible to not like. Enough about Larry. This is Man Crush Monday. It is. <laughs> Dude. Uh, a Jim Kenny real doll is extra. A lot of latex, I think. That's what somebody's saying here. It's not me. That's 916 who's saying that. Real dolls. I'd settle for a fathead. I already have one here. It's myself on my own fathead. I may get a Larry Fitzgerald. You know, I'll put that on the Amazon wish list, Robin. A Larry Fitzgerald fathead? A Larry Fitzgerald fathead. I want that on my Amazon wish list. And at, you, you go to our site, Bruno Nation Live on Twitch. Mm-hmm. We have an Amazon wish list. And so many of our great listeners have bequeathed us with some of the items that we request. Now, this is personal, but it will also always be up in the studio. So it's not just for me for personal gratification or edification or masturbation or any of those purposes that end in I-O-N. It will be in the studio as my shrine. You know, like there's a lot of people in this city who have Sam Hinkie shrines in their basement. Right. They have candles and stuff. Are you going to be like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sabu? Uh, Sab- no, no, no. Uh, no uh, not Nobu. That's a great restaurant. <sighs> Shoot. Uh, that's, uh, what's his name? The guy that does the commercials for Allstate. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, somebody help me. Um, Jobu. 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 Yes. No, we're not going to sacrifice chickens here in the wine cellar. Even for the Phillies. If we were going to sacrifice chickens for the Phillies, for anybody, it would be for the Phillies. So they could hit the curveball. And oh, by the way, the Phillies now suddenly are back into it now that no one's paying attention to baseball here in the Philadelphia area. With or without a scar. I know Dennis. We met Dennis Haysbert, too, is another guy we met. And he wasn't exactly jocular or jovial. Nice guy. Yeah, he was nice, but he was a little, he was a little bit more reserved. Yeah, we were at a party. You know what it was? It was at an NBA All-Star party in L.A. thrown by uh, famous Clipper and yeah, Laper Yeah, actually great. where we met Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom was there, but you know yeah. who threw the party, though, don't you? Uh, Come on, Robin. This is bad, bad knowledge right here. Bad knowledge. Played for the Lakers. Played for the Warriors. 
one of the all-time greats. You got to pull up a picture from the party. I know. Well, NBA gonna... All-Star party in Los Angeles, the year the uh, All-Star game was there, and it was a Sunday morning. So it was it was, was, was the it? morning of the NBA All-Star game. So it was downtown L.A. in one of the clubs upstairs. Not Glenn Rice, no. Come on, man. Brendy says, I have a huge crush on Nick Foles. Don't at me. (laughs) Well, he's going to need some TLC now that he's undergoing surgery. Isn't that ironic? Yesterday when people were talking about, well, you know, Carson Wentz. Wentz out there struggled a little bit. The team didn't look good offensively. They couldn't run the ball. They weren't throwing the ball. The bomb to Deshaun Jackson was nice. Then automatically, as I predicted also last week, that if Carson Wentz gets out and struggles with this offense, there'd be a smattering of boos. And then if Nick Foles went out there and looked good for Jacksonville, we would have the immediate reminders of, see, they let the wrong guy go. And then sadly, unfortunately, the guy who has the knock of always getting hurt in Carson Wentz plays and Nick Foles unfortunately goes down. And nobody wanted to see that. Everybody loves Nick Foles. Now, Tony, I have, I have the Amazon account up. And this is, uh, is this the one that you want, the fat head? If it's anything that's uh, Anton, it's, uh, anything that's uh, Larry Fitzgerald it's related. It's a Larry Fitzgerald mini graphic and Arizona. What's the size? Sweat. It has to fit. It has to be. It's a seven inch. Seven inch fat head. Seven inch. It's got to be bigger than that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> seven inches is not enough. All right. Uh, <laughs> not Matt oh, Barnes. Not Matt. Matt Barnes will kill you. Here's a 17 inch. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry, Larry Fitzgerald. Do we have a tape measure down here? I want to see what fits. I want something that fits up here. Speaking fits, you get it? Larry Fitzgerald, ah, Robin. 17 is going to be too... Let me give myself another warm round of applause. <laughs> 91 sixes. Craigslist used to have fat heads listed. Not in the for sale section, though, unfortunately. <laughs> How about a, how about, oh no, that's no, not. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald, oh, man. framed player collage. I smell weed. Somebody smoking outside? Oh, I don't smell it. I smell weed. Seriously. I think the seven inch is fine. Yeah, let's get the seven inch, because it's not as expensive. I don't want people spending a lot of money on my behalf. Although the holiday season's rapidly approaching. Okay, you know, so I'm a, adding this to the Bruno Nation. Now, here at Boffin Valley Forge, 17 Boom. inches. What's the girth, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> that's not the length. It's the width. I see seven, how big is this? This is like 12 inches here, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's These shelves. 17 inches would see, be too big. we need to have a tape. Don't you have a tape measure down here, Robin? You know, let me just whip it out of my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, give me a Diane Lane fathead while you're out it. Love Diane Lane. Oh, I know. She's, she's an amazingly beautiful woman. She is. Talk about people aging well. Yeah. Tweets don't age well, but Diane Lane does. God, she's awesome. We got a chance to meet her, too, when she did the, uh, the movie, the horse I know. movie. Well, you met her. I did not. I, was, I forget what I was doing that weekend, but you met her. That's right. I interviewed her yeah. for that movie. Yeah. What was the movie? It was a horse racing the movie. The horse, the, the, um, Not Secretariat. Yeah. Was it Secretariat? I think it was Secretariat. There have been so many horse racing movies. Was that the one that was out about when we were in L.A.? When did that come out? I don't know if it was. It was uh, 2010, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Does it really matter right now, Robin? No. All right. 
let's get back to the business. So more on football, and of course the big baseball story. But before we get to the baseball, I got to give Dean a roaring round of applause. The Dean of College Football, <laughs> under pressure. I called him out. Yes, you did. On the Friday night show, right? Into the night. Friday night, right after midnight, I said, come on, Dean, where's the college football pick? Yeah. You used to call yourself the Dean of College Football all the time. Give it up. And then he called in and dazzled us with two absolutely, absolutely dead-on college football locks. And then people were saying, what's up with only two, Dean? Remember? What's up with two? And then yeah. he pointed out again, astutely. You don't go out and pick 10 games and just bet 10 individual games and expect to win. Exactly. You pick two of your favorite games and you go with them, and then boom! You hit them and you quit them. Yeah, well, how did he say? He said, don't bet $100 on 10 games. On each of 10 games. Each of 10 games. Bet, bet $10,000 on each of two games. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he said... Uh, do that two games because you had he, he used a phrase. I don't think it was cut your losses. It was uh, you're you're leveraging more money. Yeah, no, your risk is higher. Right. You know, to hit ten for ten is pretty hard. That's why I play teasers and uh, exotics where now, you get you get a lot of points. You now, do those ten team mm-hmm. teaser cards. But I think that Dean would probably not agree with that though. What teasers? Where you're because you're betting on more te- more games. No, but that's no, but you're getting a lot of odds, and, and you're not betting a lot of money. Okay. Your odds increase the more teams you in, uh, you in, include in your ten team teaser card. You know they have to all hit, but you're getting ridiculous odds. So, and you're not investing a lot of money. You're betting fifty dollars on a ten team right. teaser, but the payoff is good because your odds go up exponentially when you add more teams. Now, Robin, now come uh, on. Uh, uh, Burton Gus says Dean is good, but he's no Bruno. D- Bru- well, how do you say that? Bruno Stradamus. Bruno Stradamus. No, it's like Nostradamus. Yes. I don't know who's smoking weed. I smell it outside. Our neighbors all smoke cigarettes and weed, so it could be any I one know. of them. So we have the curtains closed down here tonight. Today, teaser. Yeah, exactly, Dean. You know, you, you, I go to Vegas. I'll put a twenty-dollar teaser in. And play like a $20, 10-team college football teaser. And I hit those all the time. But when you lose one, you've only bet $20. But the reward is greater. You know what I'm saying? So that's what you should do to me if you just want to dabble. You're in a casino and they have teaser bets. You get a card. You're sitting there. You just fill out, uh, you fill out the ones. It's Nostra, Nostradamus, Robin. Nostradamus. Oh, that makes more sense. Or not Nostradamus. Bruno. Some people call me Nostradamus, too. Bruno Damas. Bruno Damas. You get it? Bruno Damas. Instead of Nostradamus? Yes. Hey, do we have time today? We still have half time an hour for what? to uh, take any phone calls. Are right? we already an hour and a half yes, into this extravaganza? It's been really, really Remember, fast. we're going to break at three because we got to get dolled up, jump in the family trusts, truckster. I, I don't even know if I'm going to change out of this. Lop, I, I don't I, know if I'm going to wear a jersey tonight. I, I don't know. This is so I may wear a Mike Scott jersey tonight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I may wear my Mike Scott Sixer jersey tonight. I don't know what I'm going to wear. I'll wear I'm his Virginia ways. Cavalier jersey. How about that? Or his Atlanta Hawks jersey. How about that? Now, I did receive <laughs> my very first Wentz jersey, which I'm very excited about, but it's too big on me. It's humongous big, so I might have to exchange it for now, some. Now, DC, I give Dean, Dean, Dean love, don't I not? And what does he do? Bruno can't carry my jockstrap in betting. Call me Nostradamus. Oh, Demus. that's a good one, too. You're just one of these college punks. You can't go head-to-head with me with the big boys in the National Football League. I'll put a jersey on. 
put a jersey on. You know who said that, that famous quotation? Who did? Former Tampa Bay Buccaneer great. Man who's been in and out of the media, in and out of the media, back in the media, all the other media. The great Warren Sapp, ladies and gentlemen. The great Warren Sapp. All right, let's get back to the business. We have open lines. 215-462-TONY. 215-462-8669. Already looking at the lines for this coming weekend. Do you realize that the Oakland Raiders, who haven't even played their first game yet, who play the late game or the, the late game tonight, are already nine-point underdogs to the Kansas City Chiefs at home? So the Raiders haven't even played a game, and they're already nine-point dogs, and obviously that'll change during the week. But here's the two biggest lines of the week so far. Vegas wasted no time. The New England Patriots, who won easily against Pittsburgh last night, they're 14-and-a-half-point favorites to beat the Dolphins in Miami. That line is going to go up to 20-something before it's over. 14 and because everybody's saying, look what they did to Miami. Look what the Patriots did to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to beat Miami by 100 points. The spread is already 14-and-a-half in Baltimore, coming off their 59-point beatdown on the Dolphins. They're at home against the Arizona Cardinals, who struggled for three quarters and finally found a way to tie the Detroit Lions. 13-and-a-half-point favorites, the Baltimore Ravens, in their second game. And how about the Giants? How fast the Giants have fallen. The New York Giants, who got beaten badly yesterday by the Dallas Cowboys, are home underdogs to the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are favored in the Meadowlands by two-and-a-half points over the New York football Giants. And Dallas at Washington, plus five for the Skins. Dallas laying a beatdown. And uh, the other game, the Eagles are a one-point favorite over Atlanta in next Sunday night's game on the road in Atlanta. Meanwhile, let's go to the phones. Let's go to a man who understands everything, especially putting up Christmas uh, decorations. Because I believe on September 9th, he's already started the process up there in Allentown. You Not better. trust the process. The man who puts up the best Christmas decoration light show in all of the ABE. Our friend, Mike Yellick. What up, man? Hey, what's up, Tony? How you doing, man? Beautiful. Where have you been? Well, you know what? I've been astronomically busy, not putting up Christmas lights, just with, with a number of things. And, uh, you know, I called Robin before, and she's like, hey, we're on right now. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call my man Tony Bruno because I haven't talked to him in about one to two years, it seems. It's about damn time, man. It's about damn time is right. And I'm glad you called it Christmas lights, by the way, not holiday lights. I don't call them holiday lights. I only right. th- The only thing that's holiday is the holiday in... You call Halloween? Exactly wait a right. minute. Do you call Halloween decorations holiday lights? No, no. no Do you no, no, call no, 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 the no. Easter bunny Easter decorations <laughs> holiday decorations? No. Do you nope. call the Valentine's nope. Day heart a Valentine decoration? Tony, you know me. I swing on the same fence as you when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, we're we're talking the same. I ain't on here. no it's fence when it comes to that, bro. I ain't on right. no fence. By the way, Mike Yellick is the only person who has ever been able to do a impersonation of you. Yes. And it was with his with your laugh. Exactly. He hasn't quite gotten No, Mike, rest- even Frank Caliendo tried to do me, <laughs> yeah. and he said he couldn't do me. Do not, not, I mean, yeah. my impersonation, although Frank and I have been together in many, many erotic situations. Yes. But we go back. Right. But no, exactly. Mike, Frank Caliendo could not do a Tony Bruno impersonation, but Mike Yellick absolutely nails it. 
I don't think there's much demand. I don't think there's much demand for Tony Bruno impersonators right now. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I, there's a huge demand for your for your impersonation. I just I just happen to be the one to master it. That's all. Exactly. Right now, have you been working on it, or do you lose it? Is it like riding a bike or having sex? You know what? It's <laughs> it's tough because like I'll I'll do it once in a while, and then it, it'll be like months and months and months. And then I haven't heard you talk lately, so I really don't know, like, what you say. I'm, I'm assuming you say the same things that you used to, like, meanwhile, down at the ranch there. But, like, I'm not sure if that's something you still say or if we go, what do we do? What do we do? What do we say? You know, that's why I'm going to be listening to Tony Bruno show from now on. Well, I, no, I, might, I still have the repertoire. You know, it's, it, would be, okay, like, it would be like Jim Rome not saying rack him anymore or have a that's take, right, don't exactly. suck. Right. You know what I mean? So those are those yeah. are I don't I don't overuse them. I don't have to say them. They just come naturally. Right. Like meanwhile is the awkward pregnant pause go to. Yeah. You know when you have right. whether it's an awkward pres- pres- uh, pregnant pause or you're trying to transition from one bad bit to another, you always drop in the meanwhile. Beautiful man. Exactly. Tony, <laughs> <laughs> but let me let me ask you about these games, because the one that I think is, is the most surprising, and I don't even know, I, I don't know if you've touched on it yet, but everyone's pumping up these Arizona Cardinals, like, oh, can you believe they came all the way back? Yeah, but they tied. They didn't win the game. They could have won. They should have won the game. Up? They had the ball in overtime, and they kept throwing it, and then Larry Fitzgerald, they get downfield, and they're inside the 10-yard line, and they didn't run the ball, and they're still wow. trying to throw it. To me, they could have won that game with a touchdown in overtime. But remember, nobody's going crazy over Arizona. But Kyler Murray looked awful all preseason. His coach was being criticized for not having a clue about offense. You know, he didn't have a winning record in college. All the normal stuff, which was factually right. accurate. But then they looked horrible for three quarters. Detroit made, a, Detroit made a horrible decision with clock management and a use of a timeout. And Murray started getting hot. And give the kid credit, man. He played well. You know, could, did he have to go out there and do that? No. He came out no. and he got confidence. He got confidence in his team, and he went out there and made some nice throws, and he had his receivers step up for him, man. I mean, saying the Cardinals are, are uh, because trust me, there's some other stations out there in, in the area who are saying, oh, my God, the Cardinals look like, No, they didn't. Listen, the Cardinals have about as, as big of a chance as making it to the playoffs that Elizabeth Warren has to make for the, the presidency, well, I mean, okay? No, you're absolutely right about it. No, she has more of a shot. No. <laughs> She's the only one who has a shot, but I'm not, I'm not ready to start breaking down my odds for – got like 10 well, months before the election. Making election predictions – here's one election position that's a lock. Jim Kenny will be reelected as the mayor of Philadelphia. I know I'm going to go out on a limb. Oh, God. Jim, ladies and gentlemen, the Tony Bruno Nation Live is now projecting, with 0% of the dead votes counted yet, Jim Kenny will be reelected to his second term. As Philadelphia Bears. Oh, God. Lock that down right now. I know I'm going out on a limb, and I don't have the final results of all the polling. I don't have the Polish polling. I don't have the Irish polling or the Italian polling or the strip club polling results yet. But I'm telling you right now, Jim Kenny is about as the only lock you can put down in ink right now. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I don't know if you're close with him or not or if you like him or not, but that guy seems like a – He's about as left as center as they come. I it's mean, not even that he's left. He's a, he's a, he's a wet rag. I don't care about his politics. I care about his fact that he's just a puppet. I don't like yeah, puppets. Yeah, he's, a, he's hey, an absolute puppet. Be- before you go, Mike, Dean says that sure. you need to practice on saying, damn it, Robin. <laughs> damn it, Robin. 
I'll oh, work on that. That was pretty good. That was yeah, pretty good. Yes. It's been a while. i got to work the rough off, yeah, but yeah. it's been a while. What's the matter you know? with you, man? You've been, you've been derelict in your duty. Hey, Tony, because we don't we, we are an hour shorter, I want to take this next phone call because I did not even remember what anniversary it is today. So, Mike, we're going to let you go. Hopefully we'll hear you hey, more awesome. often. And are you I'll, watching okay, on Twitch now? Did you subscribe Robin. to Twitch? Are you following us on the Twitch channel? Absolutely. I'm following you on Twitch. Follow me on Twitter. And uh, Mike Yellick, out. Rack that guy, as Jim, as great Jim Rome would say, and would not be upset because I used one of his great quotations. Now, we are going to go to the Bruno archivist, Jim from Cheltenham. Jim from Cheltenham. He called in. He's on the line right now. He reminded us. Do you know what anniversary it is yes, today? Yes, I know exactly what it is. And I was wondering whether he would I call in. I did not remember that that was today. Is it the are you gonna is it the Jimmy is it is it the Richie Ashburn anniversary or something to do with me? No, I'll have something to do, with you, Tony. Eight years ago today was your last broadcast in into the night. Eight years ago today. That's right. Uh, Twenty uh, was Monday. Uh, it was so it was September 9th, Also on a was, Monday. No, it was. That was on a Friday. It was on a Friday night. Friday. Okay. So Friday night, September 9th of what? Two thousand eleven. Yes. That was the last into the night live. Nationwide, internationally known. And usually, rather than let you say goodbye, but they let you say goodbye for your last. Yeah, because show. I didn't leave on bad terms. No. no when, when somebody is allowed to do their last show, that means that they weren't fired, didn't part ways, which I loved about the Dave Dombrowski decision last night. Yeah. Dave Dombrowski parted ways, and then he said, "I was shocked to find out that I parted ways." He was fired. Yeah. That's the new way to say somebody was fired. They parted ways. The only thing that was parted was the Red Sea. Yeah. And Charlton we, Heston did a great job of recreating it we in the Ten Commandments. We weren't happy about the fact no. that it ended. But, but I wasn't bitter, broken, yeah. and uh, battered. That didn't, happen. Right? that didn't happen until I came back here a couple of years ago. <laughs> so now you have the last show? The last, this last minute and a half of the show, you got a little emotion. You and... and um, you got a little emotional after at the end of the show. Did I go Robin, out and beat? You and some, Robin got a little. Did emotional. I run out and beat a Laker fan up in the parking lot afterwards? No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, let's go to the tape. I don't want to get emotional now. Okay. You know, I'm, a, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy, but let's go to the final, the very last words uttered on Into the Night, the Kevin original. Figures, now, of course, we, we, of course, Reese, who came on with us a couple years ago, has been a great part of the show. Everybody involved is what makes this show work. It's not just me. It's all the wonderful people. All over the place, up in Burbank. I want to thank DirecTV, Don Martin here at AM570 KLAC, our flagship station. Jimmy DeCastro in Chicago, who actually gave me this job three years ago when I was down and out and looking for a job. And he called me and he said, I want to put you back on. I'm going to put you back on tonight. And we're going to put you back on the radio nationally. So I want to thank Jimmy DeCastro and Karen Peterson, all the great people at DirecTV, and Don Martin and everybody else around here. Who's made it a great three years? I mean, I can't believe these three years just flew by. You know, and I've been doing this a long time, but being in, in Los Angeles for the last 11 years has been an amazing part of my life. I moved out here. I'm proud of all the friendships I've made here and all the great people that I've gotten to know and work with. Some of the greatest people in the history of this business, and I've been fortunate to work with many of them, including the many thousands that I've had contact with here in L.A. Jim, thank you. Miss Robin, great job. Thank you for a wonderful ride, Tony. And we'll see you all soon. Thanks for listening. And uh, have a great weekend, everybody. 9-11, remember. Remember and never forget what happened. We'll see you again soon, we hope. Have a great night. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And God bless America. It's a beautiful country. Good night, everybody. Is, yeah.
Wow. That was eight years ago? Eight years ago. Actually, did. There you I go, Tony. Got, I almost got tears again. Yeah, I did too. I got goosebumps now. <laughs> well. I got goosebumps. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, Dean just texted in on the on the stream chat. Damn it, Jim! I was on right before that. You should have put me up there, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I do have that interview. <laughs> Dean, Dean actually. We Dean don't have that much time a, today. We have no, two hours. No, I know. Right? Well, we'll play it again on Friday Dean night. Dean gave a fantastic gave a fantastic tribute. It's one of the few times where he came on and did not rip you at all. I know. <laughs> well, he has those rare moments. It comes right like every eight years. Every eight years or so, Dean will come back and show his softer side. <laughs> so Dean was the next to last core. The last core was a gentleman that used to. Work at the Wells Fargo Center in the parking lot, Sweeper Jack. Oh, Sweeper Jack was a last caller. Yes, we love Sweeper Jack. He we used to call us all the, time, all the time into the night back here in Philly, and I would always ask him what he was finding that people would leave in the parking yep. lots after Sixers and Flyers games and concerts. And he always had a great list of stuff. People would leave TV sets out there. Now, of course, they leave coffins, which leads to brawls and intents in a pregame show. Things have changed, Jim, in the last eight years. Things yeah. have changed. And with the Eagles game yesterday, um, I wasn't surprised. When you don't play anybody during um, the tr- training camp, I mean, these spring spring games, I mean, um, exhibition games, yeah, yeah. they were very rusty. And a lot of teams were rusty yesterday. No, no doubt. And you saw it. And certainly a lot of teams weren't. I mean, the Cowboys, as I said, Ezekiel Elliott didn't play. You know, and then what do the Cowboys do? In a divisional game against the Giants that many people thought would be close, they absolutely blew their doors off. I mean, the Giants were exposed yesterday. Their defense is horrific. They have no pass rush, no secondary. They're a mess. So does that mean the season's over for them? The only team I think we can say that the season is over for is the Miami Dolphins. It was a bad day for the city of New York yesterday. Oh, absolutely. The Jets blew Jets, a 16. Giants, and the Mets lose to the Phillies oh, again. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the Jets had a 16-0 lead in that game and lost I know. 17 I was, I was, to 16. I've watched the game on um, Red Zone. And I'm, I'm, and then I looked up and said they're down 17 16. Yeah, I thought it was over too. I'm saying, oh, yeah, look at Buffalo. You know, Josh Allen, what's he going to do? He's not doing anything. And he runs for a touchdown and throws a touchdown pass in the fourth quarter in the Meadowlands. You want to talk about bitter and broken Jet Nation. And now the Jets are favored in the same stadium uh, against, the, against the New York Giants in the Giants' home opener next Sunday. Well, that's going to be a bad game. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of bad games, unfortunately. we got two good ones tonight, though, and we'll be over in Jersey. And, and by the way, I mentioned uh, Richie Ashburn. Today is also a Richie Ashburn uh, uh, anniversary, right? Is this he not passed the, away on the state? I believe he had. I saw that earlier on Twitter. Yeah. I believe this is the day that the late, great Richie Ashburn, who finally got into the Hall of Fame after many decades of waiting, passed away and left us. And you know the strange thing about that game? The Phillies won that game. They played the Mets, the Phillies, that day. The Phillies won the game one nothing. And Because the, the Mets, they played play for the Phillies and the Mets, and his number for both teams was number one. That's unbelievable. unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Yeah, we see all these coincidences, coincidences, and then you wonder, is it karma? Is it, is it somebody out there sending a message? The day that he died... Uh-huh. Phillies win one nothing, and he wore the number one playing for the Mets and the Phillies. It's unbelievable. And not just a great player. Who yeah, finally... he, was, he, he died of a massive heart attack early in the morning in, in his hotel room. Yep, exactly. I that's remember one, well. That's one thing everybody worries about. I don't want to die that way. Yeah. 
and, and I was, you know, on the road, something like that, in a hotel room. That was 1997, if I put that right. 1997. Mm. And Whitey Ashburn, not just a great Phillies player, but also a great broadcaster and, and, a, and a staple to anybody who grew up in this city. I mean, I go way back before Richie was even on the air, but as far as that Richie Ashburn, Harry Callis connection, and a lot of cities have great connections with, with broadcasters who are former players, great announcers, going on and on and on for an entire lifetime. And we're seeing those guys uh, leave us now, some of them retiring, some of them passing away, but we'll never forget Harry Callis and Richie Ashburn. Oh, no, no, no. And the Philly situation, every time I think the Phillies are done, they wake up again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Suck you back in. Two games. The Cubs, I can't. They, Cubs, with all the talent they have, they're, they should have a big you leap. Know, they're the ultimate cock tease. That's what they are. Well, no, that, no, last year at this point, everybody knew it was over. This year, it has been a okay. It's been a up, down, down. The Mets fans are going through the same thing. One day, they're, oh, wow, the Mets, look, they're going to do it. And then all of a sudden, they, you know, they have a horrible loss. You know, they come that that one game that they blew in the bottom of the night. Our Washington game. Oh man, you know that you thought that was the end of the Mets. Then the Phillies have a couple of horrible losses with this Jan Michael Vincent going out there and blowing a couple of games <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> they they should have landed. They should have picked him up in the helicopter and took him out there. Yeah. Remember the show he was in, Jan Ma- Michael Vincent. Um, Airwolf. Airwolf. Yeah. Who That's was right. in Airwolf with him, Robin? He wasn't the main guy. Now the Mets have lost eight of their last nine home games. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, it's a bad time to be in New York. I said everybody lost yesterday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the Jets and then, and then the Giants. I mean, is there anybody good in New York right now? Yeah, except for the Yankees. That's about oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. I can't forget yeah, the Yankees. Yankees and the Knicks and the Rangers stink, so. Jean-Michael Vincent was the lead. Ernest Ernest Borg- Borg- I thought Ernest Borgnine was the main no, guy. No, no, no. John Michael Vincent. He was the pilot. But the, Ernest, Ernest, Ernest Borgnine was the big name, though. Jan, Ma- Jan name, Michael yes. Vincent wasn't. The, now he's, he's a reliever for the Phillies, who they put in situations where he shouldn't even be allowed to watch the game, let alone pitching it, unfortunately. And, of course, um, Jose will be excited this weekend with the Flyers start again. Yes. I may have, to, make, I, I may, like I may two, have to have a trip to the Czech Republic, though, before the season starts. They have two, training, two days of training camp, and then they play the first game. I know, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to complain about, you know, those hockey players, they just don't get enough preseason action. They skate for two days, don't even get the ice messed up, and then they're playing exhibition. They're playing like 20, don't they play like 20 exhibition games in hockey? I think it's about eight or nine. Yeah, it just like seems like it's 20 games because yeah. you really need eight exhibition games before a hockey season. The NBA really. plays exhibition games too. but Yeah. Okay, Tony. All right, Jim. Thank yeah, you so, so much. The show sounded great yesterday. I was listening to the show coming home from church yesterday. It was sound pretty good. Well, thank you, Jim. No, I, you know, for considering that was our first time, the first time we had done that show, first time yeah. I'd done a pregame show of any kind, the people at Toll Man Joe's, the whole crew, Joe Krause, Everybody involved. And the kid from Temple. He's pretty yeah. good, man. Oh, he was pretty yeah, he was. He's good. He's good. Hey. I know he's you know, he's played in the NFL, he's trying to get back into the league, played with the Bears and the Giants. And now, you know, I that's the first time I've met him, I've heard of him. Colin. Yeah, Colin uh Thomas. Th- Colin Thomas. No, Colin Thompson, isn't it? You Robin, that's bad knowledge right uh-uh. there. That's a bad uh, job out of me. Of course, Temple this week plays Maryland after Maryland scored like a 200 points. Yeah, so. Maryland's looking good, man. That wasn't a fluke that first game, and now you're Temple University football owls. They come to, they come to Philadelphia this Saturday. Exactly. Maryland, my, i got to get one of those crazy because my son lives in Maryland, and I always see those license plates and that low the, – the, uh, the state flag of Maryland. You want to talk about tripping out. 
You know the you know the Maryland state flag, right, Robin? It's got all the colors. Yeah, it, it's got, has, it looks like uh, something out of the middle medieval times. No, it's pretty. No, it looks like somebody just got a bunch of different logos and started slapping them on Colin top of Thompson. one. Colin Thompson. Colin Thompson, isn't that what yeah. I said? No, I said Thomas. And, and I you said, said Thompson. Thompson. You were Colin correct. Thompson, former Temple great, and he's really good on the radio too. I mean, he's not just a guy who's just wants to play football and continue his career. He's a guy who actually knows the game yeah. and is very solid on the air. So he'll be with us tonight. And you know who else? Aton Shander will yes, be there. Oh, Aton. Oh, he's going to be there. Aton and I will be. And guess who's going to be with me on Thursday night? for our the great Harry Mays. Harry Mays will be up at Screwballs in King of Prussia. It is a, I mean, is it King of Prussia? Yes. An aptly named uh, location for the, balls, you, for the two of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's going to break down Temple, Maryland on Thursday night. Absolutely right. <laughs> and we will release the Stone Cold Temple University Football Owls Maryland Terrapins line. And lock and wrap it up. <laughs> okay, Tony. <laughs> All right. Have Thank a good you. time tonight. Thank you, Jim. There he is, Goodbye. the great Jim in Cheltenham, the official archivist of the Tony Bruno career. Not just a show. He's amazing. And we thank him. We don't. We don't actually thank him enough. I don't think. No, Jim is a. Reasons. He is. He yeah. is absolutely one of the biggest parts of my career. Seriously. Yeah. Not just a caller, not just a guy we've it's met a, and know. He's amazing. He's he's put together like he'll put up he'll put up the best of. We we should start selling those DVDs, the best of Tony Bruno. Yeah, we'll sell those, <laughs> and uh, I'll take him into the Jetro lot or the uh, the what's is that the Je- Jetro lot where that brawl happened yesterday? Uh, I don't know. No, Jim is awesome. Now, Tony, and he's ha- a great man too. He's just a good guy. Not just because he tape. He has tapes of everything. It's not just me. Yeah, no, it's not just you. Although I think it's uh, mostly you. No, it's not mostly me. No, I mean he has games and 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 other stuff. But as far as a sports host, whom he has followed over the years, I think. But he knows them all, though. That's yeah. the thing. He's a respectable, great, great guy. Brendy eighty five says, "I need a schedule. A schedule. Schedule for I'm all gonna the shows." I'm going to post one though because we're going to do Sundays now. For example, the Eagles are playing the Sunday night game on Sunday in Atlanta. So our pregame show will be at Tollman Joe's on Sunday, but it's going to be from, it's going to be at a different time because the game is 8.20, and since we have to be off the air at at 8 or 7, we're going to go 5 to 7 also. So I'm going to post on our page, Bruno Nation Live on our website. Tony Bruno Show is the website. Right. www.tonybrunoshow.com. That's where I'll post my picks. But I have a special announcement for tonight's show, too, Robin. There is? I'm going to release the Monday night games on another website that I have just created. Danica, Patrick, and I. But it'll be linked. Yes, but I also want to have have a separate website. And then that website will link to the other sites. You've got to have a lot of content, Robin. Yes. You've got to have a lot of pages. You've got to have a lot of page views. And and we have somebody else that's getting involved with your picks as well. So they're going to be on there as well. Exactly it's just right. overwhelming, this Bruno Damas. Bruno uh, Damas. Is, uh, I should, that should be a T-shirt. Bruno Damas. Otherwise, this is your, the name that you've had even longer, Mr. Monday Night. No, no, no. Excuse me. The. The. Mr. Monday Night. Not the sports leader. That's KNBR 680. The. Mr. Monday Night. The Not Mr. like the Ohio State right. University or the U. By the way, they don't even say the U anymore no, in Miami after they're the, all in two stars. You have to say it like that. You have the. To go, the Mr. Monday Night. Exactly. Um, and speaking of Mr. Monday Night, we have to get going for the next show, which is going into the night. So uh, we have three minutes, Tony. Now, Dean's saying not giving out your Mr. Monday Night knocks now, you bastard. 
No, I'm not giving them out now. You're going to have to listen to the pregame show, and then I'll post them like I did yesterday. I went two and two yesterday on my picks, which sucks. But I had the first <laughs> game right, so I'm, I'm three and two to start the season. And there were so many easy games yesterday. But I will have the picks. I'll give you both picks at absolutely no additional charge tonight. Don't forget, 5 to 7 o'clock, live at Landmark Americana in Glassboro, New Jersey. Not that far. He's just over the bridge. Walt Whitman, take 55, and boom! <laughs> you're right there in Glassboro. Dean's being stubborn. He goes, I'm not listening to no pregame show. No freaking. Yes, you are. What are you going to do? Call Dave Dombrowski and find out whether he parted ways or was fired after winning a World Series the year before? People want to know one thing, though. If the Boston Red Sox can fire their general or their CEO, general manager, whatever the hell his position is, a year after winning the World Series, Mm -hmm. and the Phillies don't make any moves after two years of utter disappointment, this one more so than last year, what does that say to the fan base? And again, I'm not on call for firings, and but when the Boston Red Sox, a year ago, they're winning the World Series, and then boom, they get rid of the guy. Doesn't that really put pressure on the Phillies now to do something, anything? Yeah, I kind of think so. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. A little, little, little thumb, thumb screw, just a tiny bit. And I'm not saying Dave Dombrowski is the great. I mean, the guy's had a good career. You know, the, some of the Phillies people have had good careers, too. But that doesn't mean you work for I've had a good career. That doesn't mean I can just coast now. i got to come in here and bust my ass every day and earn and continue to earn the respect. Damn straight. And the outrage that's out there. It's an outrage. No resting on your laurels, Tony. Nope. Or my hardies. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We covered it all for you. All the NFL. All the gambling action you could want. The baseball talk. What else did we talk? We Pretty much football. I mean, it is a football Monday, Robin. And instead of you just getting the, hey, so-and-so won. This is what you're going to get every Monday on the show. Not just mailing it in and praising my picks and things of that nature. By the way, I have to blow my nose real quick. I'll mute you <laughs> so that people don't have to hear all that. Is it time for another uh, sinus rinse? I'm going to do rinse? a sinus rinse, yes. yes. Finally had time. I don't even have time to do sinus rinses anymore. I told my dad, by the way, really quick. Oh, happy birthday to happy your dad. Happy birthday great. to my dad. Reggie big, Maloney. Big shout out to my dad, 83 years old Let today. Me get in the desert. What's the temperature in Phoenix today? 120 when I was talking to him a little while ago. That's got to be climate change. If we could only just do something right now to get, to get Arizona back down into the comfortable 110 degree range. But, but I back to my dad, he is... I thought we were going to lose him over yes. the holidays yes. this year. Um, he got sick. He wasn't doing well. And lo and behold, that Arnery guy, <laughs> um, he is doing fantastic. He had two mini strokes last month, mm-hmm. but he's really made an amazing turnaround. They have him on new medication, and he has a new lease on life. 83 years old today. Happy birthday, Dad. I love you. Happy birthday, Reg. And happy birthday to all of the folks out there celebrating today. Don't forget, back again. Doubleheader action, 5 to 7. Tune on in. And then tomorrow we'll tell you more about our ability to now run NFL games on our Twitch channel. That's, that's a big effing deal. Yes. That's a big effing deal. You know what I'm saying? So there you have it. 
By the way, also John Harbaugh says that uh, Jimmy cornerback Jimmy Smith may have to go on IR. So we're getting a lot of injury news after the first week with two more games to go tonight in the NFL. Not a good opening week. We'll see you back on 97.3 FM with Aton Chander, John McMullen, NFL free agent Colin Thompson. You ready for action tonight? Yeah, come on down action. if you are anywhere near there. It's Landmark Americana, baby. It's and the food is awesome. Oh, the food is awesome. And no parking lot brawls. We'll see you tonight. Thanks for tuning in. Into the night comes up on Friday again. But Monday, Mr. Monday night comes up tonight. A couple of hours away right here on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And God bless America. We'll see you later on. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon. Come on, come on.